How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Easy Peasy Podcast, where we discuss living better through permaculture, mindfulness, decentralization, freedom, flow, agorism, anarchy, and more. We'll discuss how to solve life's complex problems with simple solutions. This is Mike the Polymath coming from the Easy Peasy Workshop in Indianapolis, Indiana, the crossroads of America. Thanks for joining me. What do you have to say? <laughs> well, a lot. <laughs> Here, hold on, hold on. We're just going to turn it down. Okay, there what are go. we going to talk about? Oh. What do you want to talk about? It's your podcast. What do you think? I'm just a, I'm what, do you just think the, a, what do you think is going on right now? With what? Everything. Everything? Well, life's fucked up. Totally. Shit's weird. Shit is totally weird. Yeah. I mean, it's like you cannot, like, even... I mean, like a long time ago, back when I was a kid anyways, it seemed like things were simple. But now, it's like, I'm like in fear for my grandkids, because I have grandkids. Yeah. And so, it's like, when I think about that, I'm like, I feel sad sometimes. Because I know I'm, I'm obviously, we're all going to die eventually. I hope that I die before them. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't, I mean, I want them to be able to live their life and have fun and enjoy it like I did as a kid. You said earlier you were grateful for how you grew up and yeah. where, where? Well, in Morgantown yeah. on a farm. We had cows and chickens. I had one duck. His name, it was a him, uh-huh. but I didn't know it. His name was Susie. I named him Susie, but I didn't realize it was a boy. It was a girl. Or, I mean, I, call, I thought it was a girl. It was a boy, but it didn't matter. And then um, I like, so our house was the one that everyone come to to kill their animals. I don't know why. Yeah. Except for the cows and the pigs. Thank God. But the chickens and the everything else, it was my house. So it was like sad. It was sad when I was a kid. I didn't like that. I was talking with, um, <laughs> who was I talking to yesterday? Um, we were talking about the, the school shooting shit, right? Oh, my, in Nashville. It was, I was talking with Claudia. Yeah. And Claudia and Alan. And, yes. um, and I said something about, you know, why not, why not allow fathers of children who volunteer their time to be armed guards? They should be armed. Why, why not allow, why not allow fathers to take up one day a week standing guard at their kid's school? Okay. What'd she say? She's like, she goes, why not the mothers? Exactly. Why not the teachers? Well, I'll tell you why not. Well, okay, so teacher, I think teachers should be armed. Absolutely. If they, if they, now. If they want to be. Now. If they want to be, I think they should. Um, but she said, why not like moms? I said, well, frankly, because she had said something about, like, right before we got into that topic, 
we were talking about fishing yeah. and how she didn't like hooking the minnows with you know. Oh my god, when I grew up I did not put the worm on the hook. My Couldn't dad do it. did. Could you? Couldn't Never. Do it. And and Never. this and this is why I say fathers not mothers. Yeah. Well, no but Hear me now? out. Hear me out. No, I grew up shooting rifles sure. and shotguns. Not killing people, obviously, right. or animals. Right. But like shooting well what's sad is the fact that i actually used to help my dad like he would like go kill a rabbit or a squirrel and i would help him like you know skin it mm-hmm. and i'd be like you know holding it and like pulling so it so you could you could help process yeah but when it comes to actually now. when it, when it comes to the act of killing yeah no no women no. don't women don't but we could want to do it no listen Women can, if they are if they put have in, to. absolutely. And I agree. So, absolutely. So what I said to Claudia, I'm like, I'm like, I think the mo- the mother bear instinct. Yes, mother bear. The mother bear instinct absolutely. is strong. Oh, huge. But the problem is, when it comes to being security at a school, yeah. I almost think, and this is just me being honest, I think that men have a brain that is more hardwired for um, decisive and calculated kills. (laughs) Whereas a woman, she might be capable of killing, but only when emotions are It's only when your child is there. And 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 my argument was that I think that the likelihood of a woman maybe shooting somebody... Another kid. Or, okay. Exactly. Shooting somebody too soon when it's not totally clear they're at an actual threat. You know, the the emotions get involved. I think think what you need is a dispassionate male attitude to be a, an effective security guard okay because i think i think and again i'm just being honest the mama bear instinct is almost too strong okay i completely uh, so saying that yeah i actually i literally just had this conversation too about if there's a eight-year-old kid or a 10-year-old child you know any child that's standing there with a freaking ak standing there about to shoot you are you going to be able to pull the trigger before him after he's killed or maybe not even killed anyone but he's yeah. about to yeah. do you know he's going to he's going to yeah. and do you can you pull that trigger and kill that kid before he kills that'd anyone be, I else think I, just biologically yes. i think that'd be way harder That's, for a woman than exactly. it is for a man yeah. oh absolutely right. because you literally have to uh separate yourself however if your child is standing there and he's and that kid whether it's a girl or a guy you know boy i could but could you speaking you you think you could but okay speaking from someone that actually had an accident yeah and and it was it was it was an accident okay uh, the same night my dad died, I was heading home, and I literally accidentally, I well, no, it wasn't even an accident. I went through the light. The light was green. I blinked. The light was green. And I T-boned a car and killed someone instantly. Really? No, really? it was a true story. Wow. My dad died at 7.30. That person died at 9.30. Same day? Same day. Same night. Holy shit. And I literally, they took me, I mean, I had to tell my story like a million times, yeah, right? Yeah, in court and all that. Yep. Yeah. And so, I mean, when I got to Eskenazi, you know, again, they told, you know, okay, tell me what happened. 
My dad died at 730. I was on my way home. I talked to my pastor. But, you know, I mean, it, it was just the same story. And so the police officer come in and was like, you know, we need to take your blood in these instances. And I was like looking at him like, what are you talking about? And he goes, well, in fatalities. And I had to like process what fatality meant, right? Yeah, right. And so I was like, wait, what, what? You know, and so that's when I realized that someone died. And You didn't even know the person was dead? No. Oh, wow. No. And it was all over the news and everything. It was terrible. So, being a mother, I mean, that, it's been seven years, March 22nd, seven years at 9.30, seven years. It still haunts me, right? Sure, sure. But you, it wasn't your fault. No. Right. But if I had to stand in front of a kid that had another gun that I knew, he, I knew they were going to try to, I would do it. Only, and I'm not saying that I would not have to deal with the repercussions. The question, maybe not, because could I you do. do it, but could you live with it? Right. I yeah. live with what happened right. every single day of my life. So, going back to your question, mm-hmm. yeah, I would do it. You know why? Because I live with what happened with me every day of my life. And it's only been seven years, and, you know, but I still have to live with that the rest of my life. I think, I think the argument I was making with Claudia um, is not so much that women aren't capable of doing it, mm-hmm. but it's... Could they? But it's, could they do it could they? dispassionately yeah. and, and, and live with the repercussions? Oh, no, they you know, could do it. I can't say that when it comes to protecting, with it. When it comes to protecting yes. kids, women yes. will do anything. Absolutely. When it comes we are to, mother hens. When it comes to being able to live with yourself after the fact, that's why I think it's it's yeah. it's always been and it always should be the man's job to take life. But, hey, let's hold on. You know on. what I mean? No, but look, hold on a minute. Men have emotions. True. Men still have to do. You know, I get it. I just think we're generally better equipped to handle that. Are you? So we're going to this concert, by the way. But okay, great. But are you? Seriously, men aren't always equipped to deal with. Men give. Men don't give birth. Women right. give birth. Well, that's why, like, in some ways, women women are creators and yes. men are destroyers yes. by nature. But men can't handle the pain. I, I fully women agree. do. I fully agree. So, yeah. when you talk about killing someone or it, whether it's an accident or not, or, on, and, you know, because you, it's either you or them. You know what? I wanted to be a Marine. My dad was a Marine. Yeah. I wanted to, but I got pregnant, and I didn't get to. But every, no matter what, everything I have ever done, it's like I try to live that life. I, I, I have. I honestly have. I, I mean, I grew up on the farm, and I would never change it. I would love to go back to that. But I live every day of my life thinking if I was a Marine, and so, again, if I had to kill someone, a kid or not, I would do it. Could I say that I could live with it? I don't know. I you don't already, know until I, it, yeah. You know what? I, I do. I do live with that. Right. Every single day. Yeah. Some days are great. Some days aren't. And I, but well, you know what? That's an, it's, it's the fact that you 
you went through that yeah. is significant. Yeah. There's still though, there's a big difference between incidental and and by choice. Having yeah. No. Right. And you know what? I've thought about that because it's like when have you ever I, have you ever put an animal out of its misery? Yep. And November 11th last yeah. year. Yeah. What what kind of animal? A dog. It was my dog. She would have been. Did you 18. do it? Your, did you do it yourself or? Well, I mean, obviously, I took her to the vet. Yeah. But I was right there holding her. Yeah. The whole entire time. So have you Not ever? Not to mention. Have you ever come across a wild animal that was maimed, like mortally wounded, but alive? I was there when it happened, and my dad, I remember my dad, I, I was always there, which was, when I think about it now, I'm like, how did I deal with that? Because it's like, how, my, so my dog got in a fight, and I, well, I was a little girl, so I jumped in the middle of them, you know, trying to stop it, and I got bit. I still have a scar. Yeah. My dad was like, uh-uh. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. I remember him grabbing the shotgun. And he was like, well, I gotta put Snoopy down. And I go, wait, what? And he was like, he bit you. And I go, but it was my fault, Dad. You know, it was my fault. I jumped in the middle. He goes, it doesn't matter. He has a taste of your blood. And next thing I knew, shot him, killed him. And, and Dad didn't. I felt Dad didn't hesitate. He didn't have a choice. Well, this is my this is my point. He was a Marine. This is my point is he that was a um, in that moment where the decision has to be made about ending a life. Uh, a good man knows when the right moment is to end a life for the right reasons, and he will not hesitate. I think. I think. A, and don't take it the wrong way. I'm just saying, yeah. like a woman's nature is yeah. to is Follow. to nurture, is nurture. to nurture. Absolutely. And so there will be a moment of hesitation. Yep. In that moment. I agree. So when it comes to guarding a, a school, yeah. I think that is a man's job biologically. Not to say that there's not any women that would not be capable, but I think our roles are, are clear. The woman is the teacher, the nurturer, the yep. man is the protector and the destroyer. Yep. You know? And, and and to ask a woman to do that job, I think would be unfair. Oh. It would no, be unfair I because agree. that should be handled by the men. I, That's why okay. I say every fucking public elementary school yeah. should have dads volunteering to provide security. But when, know, the talking, mom, when, but when the mom is in the military, I mean, obviously she could be twice as capable. Nature. She could be twice if, as if capable. Not more. I still, I still <laughs> fear that moment's hesitation, though. Yeah. So whenever, so I, I put three animals out of their misery. Yep. Wild animals that I came yep. across. Yep. You know, a squirrel. Yep. A, a badger or yep. a gopher or something, gopher. Yeah. and a and a and a, a bird. Okay. So these have been like formative experiences yeah. in my life. In that, the first one was the bird, which had been mauled by a cat. The cat uh, played around right. with it, fucked yeah. it up. This bird was. There's no recovery for this fucking bird. Yeah. So I saw it, and there was even. I was dating a girl at the time. She was right there with me. She saw it too. We saw the bird fucking claw on it and shit. Chase the chase the chase the cat off, and this bird's lying there just suffering. And I just stomped on its head like that. And and the girl I was dating kind of was shocked by my action. Right. I said it was the only thing to do. Yeah. And I knew at the moment. I knew it. Yeah. She wasn't quite prepared for that action, but well, of course she, not. after discussing it, she respected it. Yeah. You know, the other two times I was by myself, a squirrel 
I came across a squirrel that had been maimed by a, like a hawk or something, yeah. and was just lying there breathing like yeah. torn up, yeah. guts and shit. Ah, yeah. So again, stomped it. Yeah. No hesitation, no remorse. Actually, with that one, I had seen it and I took about two steps yeah. past it. And then went before back. I stopped and I said, I yeah. cannot go about my day knowing that this animal yeah. is lying there. So I turned around, put it down. Yeah. And then this badger I saw on the side, or I think it was a gopher, whatever. Gopher or something. On the side of the road, somebody had hit it with their car, but it was still breathing. And again, I, I, like a deer, I grabbed you know? a shovel out of the back of my truck and I bashed its brains in. Zero, again, I'm just, I'm just no, speaking from my experience. Yeah. For me, there was no hesitation. Because yeah. yeah. I didn't want to prolong it any, you know, for yeah. my sake or theirs. Yeah. The longer it went on, the worse I felt. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, and I don't know. I think there's just something about the male-female psychology to where I didn't hesitate, but my girlfriend would have and, and, in fact, did. Yeah. And that's not that's not universally true, but I think right. generally it is yeah. true. Well, I mean, I think, like, when... All right. Just when you think about that, I think that most girls, most, and, I mean, like, 90%, right? Yeah. 90% would probably hesitate and go, oh shit, what do I do? What do and I do? And what if five more people die in that yeah. half a second? Well, I, and, but that's what I'm saying. Right. So, I completely understand when, when it comes to that. And you know what? I honestly, that's why I said I, I actually, I mean, I literally just had this conversation. What, you know, with my daughter actually, because she carries a gun and yeah. she's got kids in elementary school. And we were literally just talking about all of this that happened and how, um, you know, she was like, well, they need to, I guess apparently some of the schools are finally getting these like doors and stuff. Bull, that bull, are, bull yes, class. Yes. Yeah. And I'm looking at her like, she's like, yeah, they need to have those. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm like trying to process the fact that when I was a kid, I mean, we all grew up with guns. I'm not lying. I mean, if you like were not like associated with a shotgun or a rifle you were in the Indian Creek, yeah, you it was like, who are you? I bet you most of the cars in the high yeah. school parking lot. Well, hell yeah, they were a, hanging a, up in the rack. Had a gun rack. Absolutely, yeah. right, right, always. And By so, the time I went to high school up yeah. in Westfield, yeah, you would get you would get hauled into the principal's yeah. office and expelled <laughs> if, if you, you if one. you had a gun rack. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, but that's what's awesome. That's not an increase. And so, I mean, it's country, right? Right. And so, but it's like when her and I were having this conversation and how she has a gun and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I'm thinking, holy shit, my daughter carries a gun. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm okay with that. But... When we started talking about my grandkids and how she's like, well, they need to put these bulletproof things. I'm thinking, wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. Why should they have to have bulletproof doors and bulletproof walls in their schools? It's, when, a, sad, it's a sad it's, state of affairs. Yeah. yeah. And... But I remember saying to her, going back, I know I keep saying that, going back, to the conversation of if a kid walked into school and had a gun and ready to kill people, 
could and you, you kill could you kill that kid? And I remember she was like, "Well, hell yeah, I could." Easier, no, easier she, said no, than done, right? No, you don't know my daughter. She, no, she could easily. You know why? Because she has a kid yeah. that's in that school. And I'm thinking, okay, I can see her doing that. Could I do it? You know what? I could probably do it. Again, but again though, that's that's partly the argument is maybe that emotional response is too too yeah. strong with yeah. the with the mama bear. Yes. And you need the dispassionate. Well, you have that medium. Well, so you don't have that balance. Perhaps there's a case where, yeah, the kid walks in. 12-year-old kid has a gun that he stole from his dad yeah. and comes to school with it. Maybe the mama bear would just boom dead. Oh, yeah. Papa bear oh, she might be able to talk the kid into putting the gun fucking down. Uh, I, maybe. You know, who knows? Who knows? I, Every know, situation's right. different. It's, I don't think that's ever happened yet. There's, I don't think any kid that's ever walked into a school has been and talked out of it. Yeah. Has, no, you're it, right. No matter who it is, a kid or an adult, it's never happened. Well, we were talking. So, like, Jeff was here yesterday, and uh, a couple other older guys, retired yeah. guys. Yeah. And I threw out the idea. I said, "What do you think about like retired men yeah. volunteering to be security for local schools?" Yep. And Jeff was like, "Dude, I would do that in, in a heartbeat. heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Yep. Because I'm, I'm retired. Yep. I got nothing, nothing but time. Yeah. And even if they, what better what, thing to do than yeah. to try to protect the kids? A couple days a week, Absolutely. I could go, I could go provide security at a yeah. local school. Yeah. For like zero charge. Yeah. I'd be happy do to it do for it. Free. And and he's been a gun carrying." You know, American for 30, 50, 60 years, whatever. Year, yeah. And it's like he's never killed anybody yet. You know, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. He's he's not a danger to children. In fact, having a couple of old guys yeah. guarding the doors of yeah. your elementary school, yeah. Kids would probably love. Hey, Mister, you know, so and so, like, yeah. You know, that that seems like an obvious solution. Like we've got tons of retired old guys you know what? who it's already not, own guns. It's not always kids, but it's not always because kids. Because it would, it would give these kids a sense of security when they walk in. Yeah. So and so, so Mr. So and So yeah. is protecting them. Absolutely. It's going to protect us. It's some maniac coming here. Yeah. But it's not instead of instead of though. instead of a locked door yeah. that can be easily shot through and walked through. Yo, that's what happened at the Christian school. Which, oh, the yeah. doors were all locked. It was a woman. So yeah, well yeah. It was a woman. Yeah. Again, let's go back. It was a woman. Yeah. I mean, it's like what apparently the there have only what? been there have only been like seven uh, female mass shooters. What? Only. Well, it doesn't sound like an only, but when I you know, can, when you compare right? it to, compare it to, men. to oh, hundreds, absolutely. hundreds of male mass but shooters. Still, it's like, wait, it was a woman that went into a Christian elementary school and killed. Which is why I want to know what kids. fucking cocktail of drugs she was on. Yes. Because that's not female behavior. No. She was on testosterone. No. She was on antipsychotics, antidepressants. I don't know this for a fact, but I would put money I've on it. I've been on just only yeah. 30 milligrams, yeah. not anything crazy. But, I mean, I fight depression every single day of my life. However, I, I don't take normal uh, depression medicine, okay? I don't. I don't. And I haven't. I did. One, one, once. You know what happened? I almost killed myself. Yeah. Well, there's a reason some of those... Uh, exactly. The, the drug... 
that their their known side effects yeah. include sui suicidal thoughts. Oh, I know. What you never fucking hear on those ads <laughs> oh, is, is homicidal right. thoughts. Yes, but if I you're know. having suicidal thoughts, oh, it's very God. common and likely that you might also have homicidal exactly. thoughts. Exactly. So. It, no, it's a true story, and it's like they don't ever want to say that, and then something happens, and they're like, "Oh, well, that, well, Could, no, couldn't have been the no, drugs. No, that, that was not the drugs. She just was suicidal. She just, she was just in a bad state of mind. It had nothing to do with. Might have been that. Might have been that Zoloft or that whatever. Uh, whatever the fuck. Yeah. Right. But I mean, I literally, I mean, my grandchild lives in Knoxville, and but they have friends. Their kids go to that Nashville school. No shit. No shit. Yeah. And she was like, and I was like, wait, what? And she goes, Linda, she said, it's, it's like been awful. She said, you, I, you have no idea how bad it's been since all this happened. And I'm like, I can't even, I mean, I can't imagine. And she was like, it's it's like a nightmare for everybody. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I I don't know. I, I just think it's sad. Oh it's, it's all sad. so it's all so sad. Yeah. Sad. But it's like when we think about kids going in, which it's kind of, it's been more kids. But that's like been more high school. You know what I'm saying? Very Generally. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's completely different. You know, what's funny is my, I talked to my buddy uh, yesterday. Yeah. He said, you know, he's got kids. He lives down in Bedford. And he called his kid's teacher to ask, like, hey, what are y'all doing to, like, yeah. secure my kids? Yeah. And, um, and apparently she called the cops and reported him saying like he made her feel uneasy for asking these questions so all of a sudden he's got a detective knocking on his door saying hey we just want to make sure you're not like a threat to the school Are you he says me? he says i got kids in that school Jesus. i was calling to like ease my own mind now you're treating me like i'm a threat I'm a like i'm yeah. the guy who would volunteer my time to yeah. stand guard yeah that's why i'm calling. but you're treating me like a potential shooter yeah even though i got two kids in this goddamn place so it's just like it's crazy like the administration the teachers none of them have a goddamn plan no none of them like know what to say to concerned parents parents right it's it's fucked well it's fucked. i i think that everyone right now is just running scared period you know what I'm saying? It's Which like, why I say give, okay, wait give a old, wait, wait, old this men. This doesn't needed. happen. This yeah. doesn't happen. And so it does it, now. Well, and it, it has been for it, a long time now. Since about '93, yeah. Columbine. So, I mean, that wasn't the first, no. but it was the first like big yeah, one. Yeah, big, um, huge. Yeah. But so it's kind of like now when everything else happens, which you know it kind of makes you wonder how many times has this happened and it hasn't been reported. You know, I mean that's the other thing. It's well, like, apparently, apparently some crazy dude, uh, like the most deadly mass killing at a public school happened in like the late 1800s. Oh, some shit. some crazy dude set fire to a public school no. and killed and killed like 80 kids. No, yeah. I've never heard of that. Yeah, Are you nobody's ever heard. Me? But this is not necessarily 1880. This is not necessarily a brand new phenomenon. Psycho killers have existed for. I mean, oh god, yeah. Jack the Ripper was oh, in yeah, like the 1700s, you know, yeah. like. Yeah. 
I don't yeah. know. So it's not it's not brand yeah. new, but yeah. it's become it's become yeah. uh, more and more common. Yeah. And I think it's because psychosis has been exaggerated. Yeah. Anti-psychotic drugs actually make people more psychotic if they're not done properly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And social oh, media. That, oh well, Mike and I had that conversation earlier. He it's was the like, copycat social effect. Social media. He's like, it's just freaking blows everything out of proportion and yep. it doesn't matter what you watch whether it's fox news cnn regular local tv it doesn't matter they all it's like it's like why even they only report a little bit of what's happening and and so then you get all hyped up and the next thing you know it's like this or that and it's like he's i every time i come downstairs to leave for work i'm like i don't I, I'm like in and out because I'm like I don't even want to see anything anymore because yeah. it's like all I do is get so freaking crazy before I go to work and then next thing you know I'm like ah, what good is work. it doing yeah right yeah right. and so it's like I listen to my Christian music on the way to work Air One cool y'all uh, yes yeah, yeah all the way and I listen to it all the way home. You know, I, so you're, I'm, so you're, I'm a listener and a supporter. Yeah, I put fifteen dollars yeah. every month. It go, comes right out of my check, and it's like I need that. So it's like I, I'm. It's just sad. You know, I, I was a bit, is sad. I was a bit of a wayward Christian for a long time. A wayward Christian, as in not sure, agnostic. Oh, yeah. You know, like ex-Christian. Yeah. But now that I see how much evil's out there, I yeah. figure there's got to be something to balance oh, no, it out. I'm like, I'm way less doubtful than I used to be. Yeah. Like, fuck, the devil's real, so I suppose God well, must yeah. be too. No, yeah. that's the whole thing. If 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 you believe in God, you have to believe in the devil. Yeah. You believe in the devil, you have to believe in God because it's. I mean, it's. It doesn't matter. It's, there's two, oh, two it's, sides. There's always two sides. It's a polarization. It's like it's like it's telling a story. Telling a story. You're gonna tell a story. There's your story and there's their story and then there's the truth. And you know, it's like you could tell your story, they could tell their story, and then there's the in between. Which is the devil and God. So, I mean, there's always, there, I have, it took me a long time. It did. Long is, Mike, time. is Mike a Christian uh, or no? He, he, you know what's funny about that? Is so his dad, so his dad a long time ago cheated on his mom, right? Uh-huh. And he ended up, he cheated with Margie, but he's still with Margie. He has been with Margie longer than he even has, he was with his mom, yeah. right? Yeah. And so he completely changed his life. He's become a, a born-again Christian. Mike's so, dad, you're saying, uh-huh. born-again? Yep. Okay. Well, and she was. Yeah. So that's what was cool, which I'm excited about because, well, I am. And so, um... With, so for Christmas, they bought him a book that it's, it's talking about heaven. And I've been like trying to, he started reading the book to me every night. <laughs> and he has it for a while. And I'm like, you gonna read that book? 
you gonna read that book? You gonna read that book? <laughs> He's like, <laughs> and so he knows. He, I mean, like I said, the very first night we met, I literally like laid my whole life out. On, I mean, I just. Where'd you all meet again? Uh, At a bar? Or, yeah. Yeah. It was. Do you remember House uh, Las Vegas? Uh, it was a restaurant bar out on uh, 135. It's like a big Vegas. Yeah, theme. it was Vegas. Yes. Yeah. Well, House Vegas. Bar, whatever. Yeah. Or one thirty five. Down towards yeah. like yeah. Green, Greenwood. In Greenwood, right. yeah. Right. And so, the, so after my accident, my dad dying, my husband was leaving me for another woman. How right? long? How long ago are we talking? Seven years. Seven years. And ago. I mean, this all happened at the same time, right? So I knew my husband was leaving me, and so my dad died. I had the wreck. I killed someone, and then my husband left me for another a a younger woman, right? And damn. took everything. Killed Look. me in our divorce. Oh my god! So, and yeah. and and he's. But I think he's still with her. They got married the day after my birthday, a few years ago. Kind of like Mike's dad. His. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Huh? So, uh, but I met him, and I'm like drunk as hell. And I'm like, I, pro- I threw my legs up on his leg. Yeah, <laughs> on, his leg. on his lap. Yeah. All right, <laughs> and I'm yeah. like telling him my whole life story, right? Yeah. And I yeah. was, and so this is the best part. Before that, he, so how I met him was he sent the waitress over with this like book, and he asked me for my panties. This is you told me this. I was yeah. gonna say I yeah. know you got to know the story. He asked me for my panties, and I just laughed. My gr- best girlfriend Sue, she'll hear tomorrow. And she was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? And so he was like, I didn't say anything. <laughs> and so then next thing you know, he's like, you know, sends the waitress back over. I open it up. And he's like, this is what's on the menu. And it was Mike. It's the Mike on the side, right? <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. And so her and I went inside, got more alcohol, wine, whatever. Next thing I know, I mean, he's like, when he sent me the one saying that he has for on candy, he's leaning over, looking at me, smiling, ear to ear, right? So anyway, long story short. You gave him your panties. I, well, yeah. We walked out, and I, like, shimmied him down. I handed him to him, and he asked for my number. You must have been wearing a skirt, yeah? I know it was a dress, yeah. Okay. And so so I handed him to him, and he was asked for my number, and I go, no. You give him your panties, but not your number. Not my number. I knew he knew my best friend, so I knew if he really wanted my number, he would find it, right? And if he really wanted it, he would actually really get it, right? Yeah, yeah. up the next morning and he had sent me a message over the night saying Linda so I sent a message back I go who is this <laughs> he goes Mike I go who who which which Mike who I go who I wish I would have said that but it, I go who <laughs> and so he laughed and he asked if you know we could go out or whatever long story short we did finally yeah, like yeah. after a few days and we went to Cheesecake Factory on July 9th hence the July 9th that'll be seven years that's your anniversary yep. yeah, yeah yeah so so he never did he ever ask you to marry him no no, no. Would we're you not say probably doing that. Not probably. Probably not doing probably that. Probably not. No, we're probably not. If he asked me, well, fuck yeah, I'd say yes. You know what? I love him to death. I mean, I would. I never said we like literally had to get married. Yeah. But I mean, if you would ask, I would say yes. You know, that doesn't mean we like have to. Right? Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, but I do love him. Yeah. I am in love with him. So. I can tell. I can. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like Jim. Fun. It's like Jim and Maggie. 
I give oh. I give them a bit of a hard time. I'm oh, like, we do too. I'm like, why don't you just That's fucking do it? Mike, just get married. Mike you know? loves them. You know why? Because they ain't married. They're not married. Yeah. But when you think about it, Jim's about 15 years older. Uh huh. And if he if he goes, uh huh, it would be a lot easier for her, her if they were if married. If they were married, unless he has. So that's the one thing yeah, Mike keeps talking a, about. Double he, and a double shot. <laughs> oh my god, it was hysterical. So I don't know. About a month ago, yeah, he's looking at his freaking uh, five or four hundred one k or whatever, and yeah. he's like, "I'm coming." I literally just come downstairs to get, leave for work, right? And he goes, so my 401k is a little short right now. I only got like 600,000, but in probably a couple of years, it'll probably be about 800,000. So then, then you can kill me. <laughs> Get that insurance and the, yeah. and the 401k. And I go, Not until we're married. I go, wait a minute. I go, so you're saying in two years, I can kill you because it'll be 800,000, right? He goes, yeah. I go, do you not understand? I really don't give a shit about your money. Yeah. If I'm going to fucking kill you, I'll I'm going right to fucking kill down. you yeah. because you're fucking stupid. <laughs> and he just looked at me. He put his head down. He goes, oh, my God. And I go, come on, seriously? Are you kidding me right now? I go, you know what? I'm going to work. I grab my shit. I walk out the door. All the way to work, I'm going. I call Sue. I'm like, you're not going to believe this shit. <laughs> well, we watch the ID channel. So we both think that we could probably get away with murder, right? I mean, I'm just why, saying. Why do women love the murder shit? Because the, guys the, are fucking stupid. The true crime. I'm just saying. Oh. It's only Exactly. I mean, come on. But... So I'm like going, you're not going to believe this. And she's laughing her ass off. I go, she goes, does he really think you would wait two years? I go, that's what I said. You ain't got the time for that bullshit. And then I was like, I hope like no one is like really listening to this shit because if really something happened to him, I swear to God, I did not kill him because I actually really do love him. I would never kill I mean, I really would never kill him. I really do. Actually but you might, love but him. you might though. No, the thought is always in my head. <laughs> I not kill. I mean, like last night, he picked me up from the airport. Yeah. I had a couple beers on the plane. I was trying to get the mood to come here, right? Right. Not happening because I was too tired. Yeah. I mean, it was like nine o'clock by the time he got me, right? Travel days where you? Oh fuck. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like. Um, you know, we're on our, he was like, so, dugout, which is his normal saying, right? And I go, Taco Bell? Taco Bell? <laughs> Taco Bell. He goes, okay, sounds good. You want a beer? It's on the floor. And so I, you know, I was like, no. He goes, well, can you grab me one? I go, yeah. So next thing you know, we're in Taco Bell. This is not, this is a true story. We're in Taco Bell. There's this girl standing in front of us after we order all of our stuff. And she's standing there and. She's got a little bubble butt. It's kind of a big bubble butt, right? Yeah, yeah. And he was like, I'll give you 20 bucks if you kick her in the butt. <laughs> and he's saying it loud enough for her to hear, right? And I go, what? And he goes, I'll give you 20 bucks if you kick her in the butt. I go, what? Like, why? Seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I go, what is wrong with you? I go, you know what? Shut the fuck up. And so then he's laughing. Because it's Mike, right? Yeah. His little fucked up laugh. And he does. And I go, Mike, just shut up. And so he's like, well, how about I'll give you 20 bucks 
and I'll kick her in the butt. And I go, seriously, what? Just shut up. I go, you know what? Just go to the fucking jeep. Go to the jeep. Right? You're in timeout. And I can yeah. see her. She's. I can tell she's like going, what is what? happening what? right now? Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. And so then Mike taps her. Mike taps her on the shoulder. He goes. I'll give you 20 bucks if you kick her in the butt. <laughs> Talking about Yeah, me. And I looked at her, she looked at me, and I go, so sorry. And I'm, she's like, finally, she's like looking at the stuff that's been sitting there, and she can tell it's hers. And she grabs it, I go, run, just run. Run away. Run. How many times a day does he embarrass you? Oh, fuck. Well, when he's been like drinking, he's like, you know what's funny is he goes, you know, you act like you don't get drunk and do stupid shit. And I said, I never said I didn't do stupid shit. And he goes, you like it when I'm, when we're drunk together. And I go, well, I still like have this like thing that I can tell when you're doing stupid shit. And I'm still going, stop fucking talking or stop doing stupid shit. Stop, or, pulling, stop pulling your dick out. Oh, oh. <laughs> So, did you know, like, a few years ago, this is when Big Kevin could come in here? Yeah. We were all outside. Before and, he got banned, yeah. 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 And Mike would, kept pulling his dick out. And I go, you know what? If you pull your dick out one more time, I'm going to pull my pussy out. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, that was a look on my face. I know it was. And he was like, whatever. And Kevin, all the Kevins were going. Yeah, do it. George, do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I swear to God. If you fucking do it. And so, you know, of course, it's Mike. So he did. So he does it. I was it. like, all right, fine. So I literally undid my shorts and I started pulling them down. And, and all the Kevins and Joys are going, yeah. And he's like, stop. He grabs me, pulls him up. And I go, fucking stop. Yeah, yeah. Fucking yeah. stop. Yeah, you stop. Stop. You stop. Stop. <laughs> so now, anytime we go out, I'm like, He's been actually pretty good. Well, probably not. Not when I'm around. But yeah. lately, he seems to be pretty good about not I've still out. I've still never seen his dick, and I think I'm the only one. Well, probably. I think I'm the uh, only well, one. What's funny is my best girlfriend, Sue, she's like, I've not seen his dick. I go, good. Good. And That's... she's like, whoa. And I'm like, are you, you're my best friend. Are you kidding me right now? Really? No, you do no. It was so funny though. So we finally got home last night, and I was like, Jesus. And so I mean, he is like all over the place, and I'm just like, I heard him make my food. I grabbed all my stuff. I went upstairs, crawled into bed. Next thing I know, he's finally in bed, and I'm like, oh shit. I know how this night's gonna go, right? Sure enough, like four times in the middle of the night, after like an hour or two, he'd wake up, he'd kiss me, he which is hysterical. He wants because to Because he never, like, gives me tongue. Oh, ever. yeah? Yeah. Uh -huh. Unless yeah. he's so fucked up. Unless he's drunk as piss. But yeah. No, it had nothing to do with sex. He just needed to tell me that he loved me. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then he wanted to kiss me. And then a few hours later, he'd wake me up again. I'm like, let, Jesus let Christ. Me sleep. Let me I'm sleep. like, I have not slept at all this week. Yeah. You said you haven't slept at all this week. He, you, miss, like, he, not, he missed he me. Missed you. No, he told me that. He goes, I really, really love you. I, do you really realize how much I love you? And I go, yes, love. Just go to sleep. 
I mean, I have to like play into his thing, right? I can. He's like, I, I relate to him. I, I, know, I relate to him. I, I, I was madly, I was madly in love with a girl, and most of what I did annoyed her because of how in love yeah. with her I was. Yeah. And and so good for you that you had the patience to tolerate. Oh, I didn't say I had patience. But at least you could you could put up with it or whatever. Oh wait, no, yeah. I never even said I could put up with it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like. Shut the fuck up, Mike. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then I have to think, oh, there's been a few times I've been really fucked up. And he's, like, taking care of me. And I've, like, really done stupid shit. So it's like, uh, okay, I know mine is not as much as his. However. It goes both ways. It does go both ways. So I have to remember that. But mine is not nearly... <laughs> Nearly what he does, but I have done stupid. Yeah, well, I just wish that the girl I was in love with was more like you. Yeah, it might be ninety ten, but like, just put up yes. with me. Just put up with me. Yes. You know, yes. like I'll put up with you. Yes. Yes. And the ten so percent that's on you yeah. is probably ten times as intense as what I put on. You know what I mean? Like it goes, no, 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 it no. goes both ways. No, I know mine is not as. It is nowhere near the intensity as him. Well, we joke that However, women, we joke that women are crazy, but you know. No, we're, no, we're, we're we are crazy. crazy we're but crazy. You know too. what? Yeah. Guys are crazy. Guys are crazy. Well, I mean, come on. I mean, let's look at him. I mean, he's, I don't even know. I don't even know if he knows who he's talking to right now. But he'll tell me later when he's like, oh yeah, blah 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 blah. I'm I think like, that's I think that's another mic. That problem. I think it's a third. We got we got four four mics at the There's bar right now. There's a bunch of mics. But your veggie yeah. mic. The only veggie mic. Veggie mic. Then that's okay. That's okay. Well, I'm glad I'm glad I got you talking. I think that's gonna oh, be good shit. Oh my gosh. He's a freaking crazy ass. I'm telling you. Oh well, I can't. I really, honestly can't say shit because I've literally always been a crazy ass. Too, so. Just saying. So, all right. It might not be 90-10. It might be. 80-20? 80-20. Yeah. That seems reasonable. Yeah, 80-20. Um, yeah. <laughs> now that I'm, like, processing everything, if you that, ask him, yeah. he was 80-20, but I was 80. That's no fucking Well, that way. was the, that you know, to not. me, to, I can totally relate. Again, yes. it's like, mm. I could handle her 20. Yeah. She couldn't handle my 80. Oh, no, I can handle, well, I'm not saying I can, but I can. You can. At least so far. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. You know what? After everything that I've been through in my life, I will deal with his 80 a million times. It's not as bad as a lot of things. He has, like, made me laugh more than anyone in my entire world. I mean, I was physically, mentally, sexually abused yeah. for a long time. And then I got cheated. Well, every guy I've ever been on has cheated on me. So. Oh, shit, yeah. And it's like... He is like... He's loyal. He makes me laugh. I mean, it's like... I've never in my entire no... world... have ever laughed as much as I have... I, since I've been with him. And it's like... Even when I get up in the morning, even though I need my coffee, he knows. It's like, don't fucking talk to me until I, need, I get my coffee, right? I get my coffee, and he's still talking. It doesn't matter. I'm like, shut the fuck up. And he's like, just... And so, finally, after I get, like, a cup, then I can, like, talk, you right? You can tolerate him I at that point. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. 
And so then, you know, we'll like talk and I'm like laughing because it's like, he's just laughing. You know, he's like, whatever. He's, I, it doesn't he's matter. He's funny. He's funny. He, he is funny. I, I honestly, good. I do. I, I think it's like he's kind good. of inspiring and fun yeah. to watch. He's good. How annoyed you get by him, but <laughs> at the same time, how much you love him, you know? Yep. It's a, it's a, it's. I think everyone does. I honestly believe that everyone. Oh my Probably dad. laughs their ass off when they like see us together because I'm going. Oh, it's a trip. It's a trip. <laughs> it reminds me a bit of my parents. My mom, my mom rolls her eyes at my dad yeah, all, all the, the time. time. <laughs> but they love each other, yeah, you know. Yeah, but I it's do. like she's putting up with his yeah, bullshit eighty uh percent -huh. of the time. Yeah. He's putting up with her bullshit twenty percent of the time. Yeah. But again, I'll argue that her bullshit might be twice as heavy as his bullshit. You know, he's embarrassing. She's she's like difficult. You know, there's there's a difference there. I might be embarrassing. So I don't know. I feel like the embarrassing thing. I've never is, seen you embarrass him. I've only seen seen him embarrass. Okay, you. so the whole embarrassing that you're right. Only because he's shameless. I don't do it like you're not. You're not as yeah boisterous. Yeah, except for and, well, and when I was gonna show my pussy show your dad pussy, but that yeah. was to make a goddamn yes, point. exactly. Yeah, yeah. And that I mean he. He still has, like, showed his dick to everybody. But he's like, it's only the head. And I so go, like, is that why? Is that why everybody says it's small? Because he go, only shows yes, the head? Yes, yes. <laughs> no, it's a true story. I'm like, seriously? Oh, it's okay because you only show the head. It's just the head. Oh, well, I'll just show my lips. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. Or just the click. Just like, click, yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. Any, whatever. Right. I mean, come on. Seriously. <laughs> Jesus criminy. He's freaking a nut. Cracks me up, honestly. Uh, he's, I love him, though. I do. I honestly love him. So if he asked, you'd probably say yes, huh? Probably. You ever, you ever like, oh, yeah. tell him that? Oh, yeah, I've told yeah, him. Because yeah. he's, uh, well, when we're drunk. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. like said something. And I go, well, I mean, if you would ask me, I, I would probably say yes. But you have to ask me. You got to fucking ask. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And I said, that doesn't mean we like have to get married. It just means like I said, yes. And that I do want to marry you. Can be engaged. You. you can yeah. be engaged for 20 years. 20,000 years. Who cares? I mean, you know, who cares? Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> I can show your dick and I can show my pussy. You know? <laughs> we can be engaged for the rest of our lives. Doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, Lord. He's funny shit, though. I fucking hate him. And I love him all at the same time. Well, I'm pretty sure you two are in my book. Uh, oh, yeah. For like a, for just a line just or two. Just a second. Yeah, a yeah, line. yeah. Which is hysterical because we were like, I wish I could remember why? what I wrote. What I wrote why exactly. Why are we not in your book? I remember Oh, yeah, yeah. That. He was giving me goes, shit. I'm like, fuck it. I'll put you in there. I'll you put go, you in there. I'll put you in there. Fuck you. Yeah, and yeah. I think he, it was Soupy, too. Soupy, yeah, soupy that's right. It's a chapter no, we were, yeah, yeah, it was, no, not, well, it might be a chapter same, soupy, same which chapter. is bullshit. Yeah. But it was like a line of me and him and Soupy walking into the bar or yep. something, sitting down, and then that was it. I was like, maybe so. What? Now you're in a book. I was laughing. You're officially I, I had, in a book. I know. I had laughed though. And now you're officially on a podcast. I know, which is amazing. You're a natural. Some people get nervous and, and paranoid and they can't talk. Oh, no. Are you kidding me? I should get you on again. Oh, yes. More Let's do it. More personal, quiet yeah. interview. 
Well, yeah. like not sitting in the dugout. I love doing shows from the dugout, so but just let me know. Like you got my number. I do now. Yeah. So just let me know when I work Monday through Friday at the at Dice Walk, and then but I can meet you anytime, or I can take off. Or... You know, Mike Ray here. He yeah. listens. He's a listener. I know. Mike, you want to say something to the show? I do. Hey y'all, what's going on? This is Michael A. Long time uh, listener to the show. First time um, caller. That's not true. Long time listener, first time caller. Yeah, no, it is true. But I've had some uh, very interesting conversations, like I always do, and uh, Easy Peasy is the best. Uh, great podcast. Uh, Truly enjoy uh, listening to the um, uh, people's uh, formulations, aspects of how they feel and whatnot, and absolutely love it. I love it. Um, all good. And uh, here we are going into the spring season. Uh, looks like we're going out like a lion. I uh, got some storms coming in, but uh, tell them they should support the show. That's okay, but you need to sh- uh, support the show. <laughs> I'm not being directed here in any type of way, but it is one of the better podcasts that uh, you know at your leisure that uh, you would listen to. Uh, just many, many interesting people. Interesting perspectives. Um, if you have, wanted to continue, you should support. Otherwise, it's going to disappear forever. You know, this podcast will never disappear <laughs> because it's that fucking good. Nailed it. That's perfect. It's really good, and. You know, if you can't pick up on that, I don't know what else I can do for you. You're fucked. So, <laughs> God bless y'all, and uh, a blessed uh, upcoming spring season to all. And uh, talk to everyone later. Thanks so much, especially you, Michael Whistler. Perfect. I love it, man. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Okay, so I guess we are now live on YouTube. Fuck yeah. Uh, awesome. Okay, everybody, we are now live on what YouTube. The fuck? What the fuck oh, you going to have to do something about that now, Tess. Ooh, I had hey, my yo. YouTube thing open and that was some playback. So, okay. Uh, what I guess up? it's working. It's working. Yeah. So to anybody who is watching this live, um, thank you for being here and bear with us because we just decided to do this and I've never done a joint live stream on my end. So we just wanted to make sure that I didn't fuck this up entirely.
Um, cool. And if you're watching the replay, dope. Uh, my name is Testimona with the Great Silencing Podcast, and I am joined with Mike Whistler from the Easy Peasy Podcast. Mike, if you want to introduce yourself. What's happening? Yeah, you got it. Mike Whistler, Easy Peasy Podcast, uh, Easy Peasy Garden Solutions. Uh, I'm just your average, you know, single near 30 year old dude that's got no business talking about relationships but here we are uh, <laughs> oh my god that was a fucking awesome intro uh, you know i'm just like i'm your average guy you know i i like to i like to build stuff i like to ride motorbikes i like to camp um i make make a gardener passed up so i appreciate you uh and doing collaboration here i guess the last thing we did was on my when we mike i good. think your connection is glitching a little bit uh-oh are you okay i can see you now but it just totally froze is it, it working yeah. i mean you tell me i thought i was good Okay, I can hear you now, sort of. Okay. It's a little, it's a little bit blurry, but I guess we'll we'll go with it. Yikes! All right, uh, fingers crossed. I don't know what else to say. I guess uh, are we rolling or not? We are. We are. Yeah. Okay. I can hear All you right. Now. Cool. Cool. This okay. is the truth. With. With what? <laughs> the internet, the internet, you know, I sometimes know. it's like we get so dependent on it and now it's failing us. What are we oh, going to do? In all of the ways, a hundred percent. I can go off on, <laughs> I can go off on that. I'm going to be doing a lot of talking about um, how we live in algorithm ghettos already. And just the general AI agenda this season on this podcast, but mm. this, this for tonight though. So we are getting into the topic of which thank you for hitting me up about this. And I'm so glad that we finally are getting to do this. Uh, the topic of the division between men and women, which I think anybody with eyes can, can see that shit happening, right? So the division between men and women, which is heavily fueled by all angles and all politics, media, da, da, da. Um, definitely some crisis in identities surrounding gender roles and what that should and shouldn't look like. And a lot of blind leaving the blind. And then an underlying agenda, which I know we are broadcasting to YouTube. If they nuke us, like, fuck it. This is going to be on all of our other podcast channels. So just tap in with our podcast if for some reason this goes down. But the underlying agenda, which I will be reading from some documents if we have time, uh, which I believe is depopulation and then the blatant, obvious divide and conquer but we'll get into that at the end. So let's just kind of like ease our way into this, not like wig out the algorithm too fucking much. And as yeah, far yeah. as like, you know, from where you're sitting, right? Cause I, as a woman know how I feel about what I see going on, but I like to hear um, the perspective from men as well. Like what, what is, what is your experience kind of with all this and what made you want to even have this conversation? Well, as we were talking before we went live, uh, this is a big, a big topic. So that's not an easy question to answer. Um, I guess, I guess I'll start by saying like, I listened to your show. You went on um, with uh, 
Deborah gets red pilled. Yes. Right? Yeah. And you guys called it gender wars, right? And I'm like, oh man, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. But I feel like we got to break that and say, like, it's not about like the genders being at war with each other. It's sort of like the war on, you know, each gender, sort of independently and collectively. Um, you know, I think it's obvious that there is an anti-masculine kind of push. Um, you know, I think aspects of sort of like modern feminism have been sort of co-opted to the detriment of everybody. And I'm time for my buddy Mason, who uh and I kind of all the time, but it's just like it was a weird time to grow up as a as a boy and like trying to navigate manhood uh was a very precarious kind of thing and i i almost get the feeling and you know correct me if i'm wrong but i almost feel like women in our culture are in some ways forced to grow way too fast whereas boys are almost we have the opposite problem we're almost held back growing up to a large extent um i think this is why you have a lot of sort of aimless uh i don't know folks who have no ambition when i say folks i mean men you know totally ambitious lack of any ambition whatsoever thing i think man needs a purpose and it's just tough if you don't ever find something that you feel to be your purpose. Um, I hope this. It's kind of like we have a we have a whole generation or maybe now multiple generations of sort of wayward boys that never, never really grew up, in my opinion. That's kind of what I again I speak from my point of view. So, like, I like how you talked on Deborah Gets Red Pilled about how. You know, a lot of times you hear people say like, oh, you know, just like fuck women or like they're all this, they're all that. And it is, it's, it's easier to kind of generalize to try to get to the heart of the matter. And like, why do we feel this way? Um, you know, I had dinner with my folks uh, last weekend and my mom, you know, just innocently, you know, she asks, so, you know, you've been on any dates lately. And, uh, and I'm just kind of like, you know what? No, like, frankly, I just, I'm not even that interested right now. I'm just trying to focus on building my business and doing my thing. And like, like I haven't met anybody that appeals to me. And I, and I said, and frankly, like most, most women my age are kind of terrible. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I just said it, it like came out and I didn't even, I, I, I kind of felt bad for half a second, but then I'm like, you know what? No, like it's true. I didn't say I didn't say all. I did all. I said most. Most of them are terrible. And <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know? no, don't apologize. You can you say whatever. I believe in free yeah. speech. Whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> it's obviously like you know, it's nothing on you. It's nothing on any one particular woman. But you know, just as a guy who has put in some effort in the past and tried to approach women in public, like as one is expected to do sort of not so much anymore. Um, 
you get you get a a variety of reactions when you try to hit on a woman, but nine out of ten times it's pretty negative, frankly, you know, frankly, which is kind of a disappointment, you know, like even if they're not interested, there's like a polite way to kind of tell a guy you're not interested, but a lot of girls, maybe it's not nine out of ten, but a lot of times they're kind of mean about it. There's no way around it. They're just kind of mean. So it's tough, man. It's tough out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is, I've, I've talked to a few men um, just because I was wanting to really get as much of, you know, opinions and experiences that are not mine, like as I possibly could before I really dove further into this topic for this season. And I heard a lot of stories like that. And I also heard a lot of shit where, I don't know. I mean, it's again, this is to whoever is watching either live or replay. This is a absolute fucking hornet's nest of a topic that we're going to be piecing apart, but it's, it's really fucking complicated. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I would not want the job of, of hitting on uh, women. I don't even hit on dudes. Like I straight up will not like, even if I'm interested in you, it's, it's not happening. I'm not, I'm not doing that shit. So, so yeah, I feel for you. Um, and I think that, I guess that would just kind of bring us into the the tension that I feel like is amplified. Like there was some there by nature and it wasn't addressed for so long that all of a sudden going in the polar opposite direction and making it a fucking trend to have a problem all the time is mm -hmm. now a thing. So it's like this weird rubber band effect that I'm seeing really with almost every issue that we're dealing with as a society, like you for sure see it like with religion or with traditional values versus progressivism or whatever. Those are like two sides of the same coin. They're just opposites. Uh, but I, I for sure see that within the problems with um, men and women as well. Like I know for me growing up, like first off, I, that's an interesting observation that you had as far as like women are supposed to be growing up a lot earlier, but you said you felt like, you know, there were some, roadblocks to where like men were almost blocked from that and i know like jordan peterson has talked a lot about that he calls it peter pan syndrome which i found really interesting um but i do i do remember that being a thing like when i grew up i mean first off i was mostly raised by older men um i left home at a really young age and i just lived in a house with way older dudes i wasn't like hooking up with them they just you know i was like the straight that they took in basically so i you know was raised looking up to um men that were older than me and were let's just call them businessmen like they weren't on wall street but let's just call them businessmen all right uh -huh. so i pay attention to you know that and how they live their lives and i guess now that's like a very masculine frame or it's traditionally to live by but i was brought up and even by my parents before that of like don't trust dudes get your own money like don't even have kids or if you do do it way later um don't settle down like you just all that matters is your career and your money so i was being programmed to think like that like at a super fucking young age mm -hmm. super super young so um i don't know like what the hell's going on with dudes but i just remember noticing that after the deborah gets red pill podcast where i was like that's so weird like i was not at all raised in the same way as like my sicilian grandmother was you know what i mean i was raised like you would think most men are which is like get the money, get the job, get the success, get, get, get all the things. Right. Mm. 
and to just be a nice little capitalist slave. Um, and then you can have your reward afterwards. So it's just like the never ending fucking circus. Um, as far as dudes, I'm not sure what's going on, but like kind of what you mentioned, I think it's a lot of men have told me that they've dealt with, um, difficulties in approaching women, like from a genuine place, like they're not doing anything wrong, but they're approaching them from a genuine place. And they get this attitude where they're almost being treated like they're trying to prey on the woman or abuse them or, or like up to something, you know what I mean? So a lot of them now are like saying that they push back because they don't want to be seen as, you know, a predator or like they're doing something wrong just because of their gender. And I, I legitimately had no idea that was going on because when I was growing up, um, and bad things would happen to me as a young female from older men, like, you know, let's say like sexual assault is a great example. I dealt with a lot of that growing up. Uh, when I was growing up, no one gave a fuck, like at all, at all. You, if you talked about it, you would get, even if the person was way older than you and you were a kid, you were still getting blamed for that shit a hundred percent. And that was my experience. So never ever were people like oh my god do you feel safe are you okay like no fuck no absolutely not so now it's like almost polar it's done like a, that's what i mean by the rubber band effect to where we went from that of like shut up and let them do whatever they want because you're just property so that's how i grew up to now it's like the opposite where it's like you're almost just guilty for the fact that i'm not saying this is the case in every situation but i'm just saying that i see that how it's almost become very trendy to be accusatory or to be a victim. And I think that that translates into more topics than just what we're talking about. I just, I just think that, you know, victimhood has all of a sudden become a trend, which is kind of a slap in the face to people who are actual victims of shit. Cause it's like, where the fuck were you guys when we were going through this and literally no one was there for us. And now all of a sudden it's like, a political statement or whatever it's some mark of virtue so just kind of you know validating that that on your end of the experience and it, it does concern me because i hear the same complaints from from women uh, you know like like what you mentioned of like oh men are trash or oh men are you know compulsive liars or none of them can grow up or they're all children blah, whatever you know and like you said is it all men no but it, it is very concerning to me to see so much dissatisfaction on both sides, because what happens if we just get to the point where we either one treat each other like punching bags and nothing else, which I would argue that's kind of already happening or two, what if we just wrote each other off entirely? Like that's the end of the human race, right? Which is why between that and some of these Bilderberg documents, I do believe that this has very strong roots in a depopulation agenda because what other fucking motivation could you have to throw so much money and effort and politics and jargon and entertainment at shit that make, tells women you don't need a man, they're useless, you're more of a woman without a man, and then whatever they're saying to men. I don't know what messages you're receiving from the media, honestly. I don't know what algorithm you are in, like in real life or, or online, because it, it's all tailored differently. You know, I don't, I don't really know what messages you're getting about women. I mean, last time I checked, it was uh, what I'm seeing really is men just being like, uh, either women are the devil or women need to shut up and get in their place or, you know, just vulgar stuff about them or they're only good for one thing, you know, just the typical bullshit. But I don't know what's really being peddled through. through I through mean, them. Yeah.
there's and pigs and like we're not trying to go there like that's not what any of this is i am bad i was like halfway talking about the hit and run girls and the me um it's the funism though like being out i think it's it's obviously this is a surface level symptom of a problem that i think is really deep in that i think it it touches every type of relationship or potential relationship or lack thereof i see a lot of it seems to me like romantic relationships that end up sort of as a power struggle and i don't know why that is i think it is some sort of psyop right like we're hinting on that this is not an accident per se um and the rubber band effect i like the i like the image because it is an overcorrection to go from like oh you know like victim blaming to on the other hand like full-blown you know believe all women no matter what like lots of people get falsely accused now which is the terrible thing um you know your your career can be ruined overnight with an accusation and you know, this weaponization of each other against one another is is terrible like you said it's it's divide and conquer and i think there's a good chance that we are sort of being prey to the media and their influence and i i mean that by kind of saying like the message that i think a lot of men get from sort of your typical like cookie cutter primetime sitcom is that like their job is to kind of just be a pushover like kind of like do this kind of like something that nobody really takes seriously um but you know do what you're expected to do or everything can be taken away you know i i remember when i was in high school writing a, a persuasive essay i you know it's like i was already thinking about this kind of shit and it was like a, it was a research essay, had to be something controversial. And I wrote about the reverse sexism of, of marriage court, of divorce court rather. And how basically the stats of how few fathers retain any parental rights at all, let alone like shared, you know, 50, 50, um, and how it's just it's it seems that the odds are stacked against these guys in divorce court in a lot of ways and it it it's terrible enough uh that a family is being destroyed but like it ruins people it ruins businesses it 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 ruins the kids chance to even have some semblance of like a role model you know, we could take this to like the drug war too, and how that used to lock up the black father, you know, to a large extent, you know, the destruction of that parental, you know, father figure, it takes a lot of different shapes. But I think in media, a lot of times it is this kind of like family guy, you know, Peter, uh, doofus, like Tim Allen home improve. Actually, you know, Tim Allen maybe was the last, decent father figure on television as uh tool man tim but you think about anything that's been on in the last 20 years and it just feels like 
there's not a lot of strong male figures to to you know shine as a role model right now yeah yeah i agree with i i mean i agree also with that with the women as well like you really have to dig and use a lot of discernment i think that there is a crisis kind of with i mean i see it for sure with men um but with women as well of just trying to even figure out what is actual masculinity versus you know the the shit that's been shoved down our throats that just conditions us to be better you know, status slaves, because there is a difference. Like, what is the, that's why like natural law is, is, is interesting to me, but what is like the real feminine role and what are the real masculine role, or we should say masculine and feminine energies, right? Because every human being has both of those within them. So it's not like it's just dead ass one or the other, but obviously like I might have more feminine, you know, because I'm a female versus a dude. So that can be really hard. And a problem with that is that when there's a vacuum, predators will take advantage of that shit and fill it. That's where you get people like Andrew Tate, which you know is a completely different conversation. So you're kind of feeling like on your end, it's just confusion and there's not really like anything to look up to. So like, is there any more that you wanted to kind of elaborate on that? Because literally everything you're saying, I just glanced down at some of these documents and it's it's fucking crazy. It's it's literally the exact same thing. I mean, I like uh, don't even get me started on circumcision, man. Like you know, and there's all kinds there's all kinds of ways that I think the male beast is um, being actively domesticated, right? Yes. To take, to take a wild creature and turn it into, into metal. Um, you know, a, a, a livestock animal. That's what that's what I think is being done. And not, starts very young. I mean, I without getting too, too much in the details of it or whatever. It's like I remember the first sort of uh, well, you know, when you first start dating as like a young teenager, right, preteen, whatever. Um, there was a whole lot of sort of at least in my situation, a lot of like, we don't trust you two alone together to just like figure this stuff out for yourselves. We're going to like be kind of helicoptering around and um, kind of trying to keep like the childhood bubble thing over top. Now people would disagree with me. Um, you know, obviously there is like, that's a, that's a delicate uh, walk. You want to protect your kids, but you also want to let them, grow up right um but i think i think when boys are treated it's more i think girls maybe get more of a talking to frankly on average about just be you know the realities of sort of the risks you're at you know you don't want to be uh, a victim so like people people kind of give you the warning but i think you know young boys are left to kind of figure it out for themselves a lot of times um does that make sense? it's kind of like i feel like i'm not explaining myself very well but well i hear i hear you talking about there being like a lack of guidance for sure yeah. um and then i you know and i and i can't speak for all men you know what i mean like i totally 
I totally fucking hear that and believe that. Um, I also have zero guidance, but my upbringing is not the norm. Like, like most kids don't leave home when they're 14 and move into like the type of house that I moved into. So that's not really normal. Um, so I can, I don't really feel like I can use my upbringing as like a good measuring stick for how women are raised. Cause it's like not the norm at all. Um, but something I just felt like throwing this out there and just being like, all right, what do you what do you think about this? Like, how true does this ring to you? And then to anybody who's like in the live, like, feel free to chime in. But I am going to read just like a little thing out of this is in the enforcement section in the document of the silent weapons for quiet wars. Um, I can go back later and post a link to the documents in, if YouTube will fucking let me. But um, these are not that hard to find. So. It breaks down essentially like that. It's basically talking about how to automate a society, how to control a society. And it's talking about members of the nuclear family being the most valuable commodity in an economy is like the nuclear family, which is why you need to destroy, excuse me, which is why you need to control, control it. So that would imply like destroying it for, like you said, domestication, like you're just gutting it completely. Um, in my opinion, like a lot of people are walking around entirely castrated, like metaphorically speaking, right? Because mm -hmm. I see like the Uvalde sh school shootings, like all those parents that were standing there with the cops, they wouldn't go in. There's all these gunfire going on and they're like, the cops won't let us get our kids. It's like, when the fuck do you need permission from the state to save your child from being murdered in front of you? But that's like literally where people are right now which is, which was the goal is like, that's, that is how subservient a lot of people are. And I see it in other ways as well. And it's like, it drives me insane. So it breaks down like how to exploit and control each member of the family. And it's like, it's, it completely is discussing how to weaponize women's uh, natural instincts and turn them into like something that they can profit off of as a way to like break the back and domesticate, like you said, the man. And again, this is not, I want to make it really, really clear. The worst thing that we can do when we're trying to find a solution to the divide between men and women is be like, oh, this is all women's fault. Oh, this is all men's fault. Cause we can literally do that endlessly and get absolutely fucking nowhere. So like the biggest thing, and they do this with politics too, they do it with race, religion, whatever is that like the only the enemy is not any of us like all of us are operating under various conditioning and programming and so like we've been weaponized against each other but we are not the fucking cause of the problem but we are symptoms of it until we wake up to it so i just want to read this hella quick and then i'm going to read something in the chat so this is just something about the father it's very interesting and i again this is sociopathic language but whatever so factor two the father um the man of the household must be housebroken to ensure that junior, meaning the son, will grow up with the right social training and attitudes. The advertising media, etc., are engaged to see it that father-to-be is pussy-whipped before or by the time he is married. He is taught that he either conforms to the social notch cut out for him, meaning have your job and be a provider, or his sex life will be hobbled and his tender companionship will be zero. He is made to see that women demand security more than logical, principled, or honorable behavior. So women have to be conditioned that way too, because I'll tell you this much right now. 
it is an anchor around the neck just to choose a dude out of security. If, if I can't vibe with like his intellect and his wit, his character, his moral, his standards, I, I would take all of that being on par, but his pocketbooks being all the way fucked off than the opposite any day. But that's not, you know, like a common thing. I was going to uh, say, but, you are, you are the exception test because. You know, I'm I'm probably gonna verge on being too personal a few times, but I you know, I've been in love and I've been in love with me, but you know, it's kind of like you always have to be um self-aware, right? Like I, I still had a lot of growing up to do. That's true. Um kind of like what Jordan Peterson says, if she doesn't choose you, there might have been a reason. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I always kind of suspect that it's it's my lack of uh security and my and my preference for principle that often scares people off not I always mean, I, not always but sometimes yeah i mean i do i do think that that is shoved down women's throats like 1000% um and, and i do see that i think the reason why i don't have that like don't get me wrong if someone's like you know shooting heroin all day and like won't do shit and is like stealing your money I don't want anything to do with that. But what I'm saying is like the other stuff, like who somebody is, is more important to me than like their job title or how much money they have. The reason for that is because I've known several people with a lot of money and very high status jobs. And I've seen what those people are like when they're not at their jobs. Mm. And I'll just leave it at that. Uh, But that whole um, money and status illusion was, was, you know, dead in the water for me, like at a pretty young age. So it, that shit like really does not fucking impress me. And if anything, sometimes it can make me a little bit hesitant because I know what that does to people, whether you're a man or a woman, um, it can, it can be really corrupting. So I'm going to finish this one, this, this one segment, cause it's real fucking interesting. Um, it says by the time the father's son must go to war. So again, we're conditioning the kids to like belong to the state. By the time his son must go to war, father, parentheses, with jelly for a backbone, will slam a gun into junior's hand before father will risk the censure of his peers or make a hypocrite of himself by crossing the investment he has in his own personal opinion or self-esteem. Junior will go to war or father will be embarrassed. So junior will go to war, the true purpose notwithstanding. Uh, The female element of human society is ruled by emotion first, logic second. In the battle between logic and imagination, imagination always wins, fantasy prevails, maternal instinct dominates, so the child comes first and the future comes second. A woman with a newborn baby is too starry-eyed to see a wealthy man's cannon fodder, sorry, this is old language, I don't know what the fuck that means, or a cheap source of slave labor. Hmm? To be a wealthy man's cannon fodder would be like a useless body to throw at the war machine cannon fodder is is what you shoot from cannons um yeah he's saying yeah he so they're basically saying a woman with a newborn is too like in love with her newborn to, to really care about a man's status or and then it says or cheap source of slave labor so then it says a woman must however be conditioned to accept the transition to quote reality when it comes or sooner As the transition becomes more difficult to manage, the family unit must be carefully disintegrated and state-controlled public education and state-operated child care centers must become more common and legally enforced 
so as to begin the detachment of the child from the mother and father at an early age. Inoculation of behavioral drugs, parentheses Ritalin, can speed the transition for the child, parentheses mandatory. And then it kind of goes on, but as, and then it goes on about how the kids are manipulated. So as, as we can see, if you are viewing the family unit as an economic commodity, you do need control over them and they do need to be divided. Um, a woman's instinct does need to be weaponized in order to put pressure on, it, it kind of feeds into the man's instinct for, you know, for the woman. If the woman is like, well, you better go and work these jobs and get this money and have all the things, otherwise no sex. And so then the male instinct to procreate is threatened unless he obeys with the banking cartels, which it literally says that in here. I just can't remember which fucking page it's on. So I don't, is that making sense at all? Hang on. Let me see what they're. Almost sounds like you are reading from the Communist Manifesto. I have not read that, and I should, but I am reading from Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars, and it's highly disturbing. I should check that out, though. Um, then he says, the family has been under attack since the 1970s. All of what you are talking about isn't a gender issue. It is about societal control, 100%. The goal is a dependent nanny state. Yeah, I, I, I love that. I love that. That's... Yeah, I, I would agree a thousand percent. And it talks about that in these documents. Then Don says all women say that, but I'm not sure what he was referring to when he posted that. So who cares? I, who cares? I have no idea what he was talking about. Um, I have I have a few thoughts. Okay, there was a lot there. There was a lot there. Yeah. So talking about weaponizing the uh, maternal instinct and hijacking logic fantasy winning out over logic happens a lot okay um you know i i don't want any of this to be construed as ill of my own. i have great parents but there are patterns that become apparent over time and my mom was always the worrier you know didn't matter you know it's like there was always something to worry about um, which is a restrictive kind of on, you know, it's like, um, kids learn by pushing themselves, by challenging themselves. Uh, this is okay. Like the weaponization of, of the maternal instinct is not letting little Johnny jump off the, the tree branch and, and bust his knee when he needs to do it to learn his limit. Um, and then I, I liked what it was saying about how. At the same time, you have to condition the mother to let go of the, the junior because when the time comes, that junior grows to the point of becoming the cannon fodder of the wealthy. She has to be willing to let him go despite the maternal instinct. That's why you put him in the child care. You put him in the public school. You, you gradually separate mother and son. You know, all of this is, is against our biology. What should happen is you should spend almost all of your time with your mother a certain number of years during your early, early childhood, right? And as you become more capable of taking care of yourself, gradually you become more independent but it's not like you're stripped away by the force of some massive you know entity that we call the state in the form of public schools mandatory 
through what eighth grade at least um and this 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 abrupt separation enforced by the state sort of mimics the natural progression but it's 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 not on our terms it's not free it's not natural and there's a lack of in my opinion there's a serious lack of rites of passage i mean if you look ancient cultures for both men and women there were distinct rites of passage saying like you are no longer a baby you are now like a child you're no longer a child you're a young adult you're no longer you're you know making your way towards being an elder you know there were there were periods that we recognized this this development as a community and it was like everybody you know it's it's the quinceanera it's the um what's the one that jewish kids get um oh the bat mitzvah bat mitzvah yeah it's like american culture doesn't really have that outside of religion um and i think we we suffer as a result i don't know like there's the boy scouts and stuff but even that's been pussified you know like my experience in the boy scouts was not very rigorous i'll put it that way you know yeah and that is a big problem i mean i'm i'm agreeing a lot with kind of what's being said in the chat and, and kind of what we've what the what the theme seems to keep being which is yeah i mean it, it's it's ultimately creating generations of people that are going to have no choice but to be reliant on the state i mean even that example that you just used of you said like when i when you were in the boy scouts it wasn't you know what it used to be or what you would have thought it was and it's like well typically those those kinds of skills right like knowing how to what we might associate with what what men at least used to be associated with was like you can fix shit you can build shit you can hunt you can live off the land like you know all of that stuff that that shit is so necessary to being able to survive and be a free human being if you don't have that, you will be working for somebody else or always participating in a system where your compliance for all these other outside terms is required just to do commerce. And you are, you know, you're stuck with the poisoned food that's banned in 30 fucking countries inside the grocery stores. I mean, it just kind of goes on and on and on, but that that is something that will make women very anxious and kind of thrown into that hyper independent state which i know like i'm in like all the time because like what the fuck else am i supposed to do you know what i mean like there's no one that's gonna be like help nobody's helping me with my shit you know so like i get that but um and then with men it's like a huge blow because you know like you said men need purpose all people need purpose everybody right. does right. and I, I really really resonate with a saying that um, a yogi who uh, is is a teacher of mine. Oh, he'll, he'll always say, "If you have a mind, you have a mission," and that's that is true for everyone. But we men and women are so taught that you you stay on the conveyor belt. If you think outside the box, we're gonna laugh at you and say that you're unrealistic or crazy and tell you all the reasons why you can't do it. Um, and then there's a lot of things that men and women both uniquely bring to the table that form a more powerful, cohesive whole. And those are demonized as well. Like if a woman fills any of those roles, 
you know, you're told like, oh, you're being weak or you're being stupid or blah, blah, blah. And if a man does it, he gets attacked for being toxic or, you know, we already know all that bullshit. And I think that we kind of are seeing um, a trend of, of why that might be convenient to the people that control our education systems and that control the economy and control the media, because that is literally where all of this program is coming from. So it's, it's hard, I feel like, to split this and and kind of see that because all of us have grown up inside this shit and it is really emotionally damaging like when you accrue all of these experiences of deceit betrayal rejection you know all that kind of shit and then just being totally confused of who you are and who you aren't or who you're supposed to be versus you know like you said a lot of this goes against our fucking very biology which it absolutely does so what why do you think why do you think so many young boys are literally going insane and like going on murder sprees. Well, I would imagine probably what I just said, and also the addition and the implementation of giving children psychiatric medication is like, be, I'm not saying that there might not be a case out there where maybe someone needs it. I'm not going to fucking go out there and say that. But what I will say is that it is so inappropriately and overprescribed and that I know for a fact, and also from personal experience and from doing the research that the side effects to a lot of these prescribed drugs are homicidal ideation, suicidal ideation. And what happens when we have ideations, they wind up becoming actions, especially when both parents aren't paying any fucking attention because like I just kind of outlined in this document, you know, the kids are in these state, sponsored shit houses while the parents are totally consumed with their own you know materialism spell in their careers their status or even just needing to scrape by and make ends meet so they don't get their kids taken by the state literally like entirely you know it's sliding scale but um it doesn't surprise me i mean you. Would I, I think i think i think the drugs have a certain amount to do with it but i think at its core it is taking once again uh what just a thousand years ago would have been a wild human um more or less at least somebody that would have excelled perhaps as a hunt as a hunter as a warrior uh there would have been a context for their aggression for their violence and they're told to sit still and pop an adderall and listen listen to the teacher when what they're what their brain and their body is built for is something radically different, especially at that, at that age of you know, 12, 13, 15, you know, that's to have a young person doesn't matter, man or woman sit still under fluorescent light in equates to a prison and be force fed, you know, knowledge that's been through a serious, uh, you know, filter, fucking propaganda filter. It, 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 it fucks with us in so many ways that we can't even fathom how a kid gets to that point. Like if you don't understand why a kid gets to that point at this point, you're just blind. Like there, there's a lot of contributing factors, but the main thing is the suppression of the, the masculine energy. I, I I don't it's boiling over. it's the pressure cooker effect it's all of a sudden the steam builds up until it pops off and it's not healthy 
you know that is tough it's hell you know it's like they got rid of shop class they got rid of auto you know in the high schools you used to be able to learn how to work on cars a lot of high schools had shooting ranges all that's been deemed you know passe uh unconstructive whatever but it like a prisoner for 12 years of their life and you're act like one Yeah, that's a that's an interesting point that you made because I actually never I never I never thought about that actually as far as like having that instinct and what happens if it gets suppressed in, in a more extreme case. So that could be as a whole like something to really look at is just like the effects of domestication on all fucking humans, on all of us, really, because nobody is meant to like these artificial environments are just that they're artificial. So there's going to be consequences for that shit. And that's going to lead to a very neurotic population, best case scenario. Like we wonder why, you know, people struggle with their sex drives or why testosterone levels in men and women, because women have it too, are down. And there are a lot of reasons for that diet and medication are huge. Um, and then what you said about the fluorescent lights, um, I, I don't know if I texted you about this the, the night that I was like going down the AI rabbit hole or not. I can't remember if it was you, but was it you when I was like, what is that term? And it was optogenetics, which is the yeah, process. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So that is literally the process of controlling brain neurons and programming them using light. So like the light from the screens are all phones, TVs, computers, and also those fluorescent lights. Like that's why like the, they always used to bother me. I know this is kind of like a weird offshoot, but if you ever take acid, which I don't anymore, but back in the day when I used to, anytime I fuck with psychedelics, my main thing was I cannot be in a city. I cannot be inside and I cannot be in any artificial lighting, like, or I would freak out and I, I wouldn't know why, but I think it was my brain realizing like, this is an assault on my psyche and this is not fucking natural and I need to get the fuck out of here. And as soon as I'd be outside and be nighttime, whatever time, and just kind of out in nature and just more chill, then you have the greatest time ever, but you make me go inside a house where they have like artificial lighting and shit. And it would, it would fuck me up every single time. So I do not think that's an accident, but people can, I guess, if they're interested research optogenetics, uh, because that's, that's, some of the stuff I can't say on YouTube or they'll, they'll yank this immediately, but it's, it's fucking, it's creepy. And they've been working on that since like the seventies. So I, I like what the Philippine nomad uh, says here it says the single mom cannot raise a strong male and female without these control measures, uh, IE like public schools mm -hmm. and, and food and, and stimulation of all. Kinds. Um, and now the new media supplies, the free and legal dopamine hits you're hitting it you're hitting it on the head there i i saw this video okay okay i tried to find it today i couldn't find it but it was this american woman who is living in germany and just gave birth okay and she she it's just a tiktok or whatever where she's listing out all of the benefits that you get as a new, you know, 
as a new mother in Germany. And it's like, you know, three months paid off, uh, guaranteed that they'll hold your position for up to three years or they, you know, are like legally, whatever your, your employers, uh, you get like 250 euros a month is just like a little like baby bonus, like da, 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 da. Uh, you know, visitations from nurses, fill in the blank. And I'm sitting there thinking, what, what's the dad's job? Like the state, the state is the daddy at this point. Mm-hmm. You catch my drift? Like, yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's like, the, that's the whole point is to essentially like, like mess men and women up so much to where there's not only no like interdependence, but there's also really no independence. So like everybody ultimately is dependent on daddy gov or the nanny state or whatever. But I, I do believe that that is what is underlying like the castration and deterioration of humans a hundred percent. That's, that's just what I believe. And so that's why it like, it just breaks my fucking heart and also makes me really angry too. I'll be honest. Like, yeah, um, when I'm kind of pissed here. Well, you know, I'm saying about how when when the when the authority to issue a marriage, right? Wait, say that again. That, I'm kind of glitching out a little bit again. I said when when the state has the authority to issue marriage licenses, right? When they're the arbiters of what is a legal marriage and what is not, that means that they're intimately involved in that in contract they are the arbiters of the contract and they therefore are the ones who kind of dictate the the terms when it's all said and done you know let's see if i can track here it didn't used to be the case where you could no fault divorce right Almost across the board, you had to have just cause to file for divorce, abuse, um, infidelity. Like that's about it. It was like it was like a short list of valid just causes to file for divorce. When they introduced no fault divorces, it just opened avenue, bring state into a relationship. That might be struggling for whatever reason it absolves other two people of ultimate responsibility the state is going to judge what is right and what is wrong we don't have to decide for ourselves you know it's all just gross it's all gross. like what business is to the state in the first place Right. I mean, I think that it just it might have just taken the place of like where religion used to stand. I don't know. But um, but I definitely understand like, you know, what business I mean, I we can say that about almost fucking any area of life of like what fucking business is it of the you strange motherfuckers that I didn't ask for your help to be deciding, you know, the fate of my life or how I should live it or the parameters therein. But that's you know, that's just the system at whole. But that that also might be playing somewhat of a number of taking like a, a what used to be viewed as a sacred bond and kind of turning it into more of like a business transaction or like a status symbol or 
you know, you can unlock more social privileges if you have this piece of paper type of deal. I don't know. Um, I haven't like gotten super into that aspect of it. Um, and well, I don't... In, some, in some ways, I think marriage should be a contract between two people involved in in the agreement. You know, it is, it is, I'm not against having marriage, right? What I'm against is licensure of a legal marriage, right? I'm against, I'm not against a malpractice lawsuit against a bad doctor. What I am against medical licensing saying who is and who is not a doctor. You, you catch my drift? Like in terms of anarchy, that that's not a world without contracts, without law. It is a, it is a world without rulers. The issue of the act of a ruler, the ruled what is and what is not. I hope this is making sense. It's there can still be a contract. It just doesn't be involved. They're not, they're not in the bed with you. You know, when you go home at night, like, why are they a part of you? It's got no starting to, uh, you know, get married, but not for a license, you know, cause fuck them. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's like one of, one of many things. I don't really have a super strong opinion on it, like regardless. And to be honest, like what I, what I'm seeing right now is I don't see a lot of people in our generation getting married. Like the majority of people that I know that have kids are all single parents, like that were never married to begin with. So yeah. Um, I mean, I, I mean, of course, like I, I see how that would be fucking annoying and irritating to have the state in your business. Like I feel that way about almost everything, but I guess, um, in like kind of looking at all of these different ways that, you know, kids, women, and men are all weaponized in, in such a, in such a manner where it's like, you're, they're taking our natural instincts and finding a way to like weaponize what's already there. So it's, it's pretty fucking smart. I'll give them that they're smart. It's diabolical uh, shit. Yeah, it, it is a hundred percent. So that's why I read this shit. Not because I, I enjoy it. It actually will disturb the fuck out of me and keep me up at night. So I have to like have something to balance it out with when I'm done. Like I have to meditate and get it out of my head. But it's like it's important to understand that you know, it, as long as we are still existing within this system, which as long as we're you know talking to each other through a fucking screen, we're in the system still. Um, so we are not like, you know, completely off grid and living in like a fully voluntary manner yet. So what do you think in the, in the way of solutions would be in like, like how, how do you see an effective solution looking, uh, when we look at the greater collective who by and large, most of them are not really aware of like an underlying depopulation agenda. So like, there's that piece. And if you say it, they'll be like, what the fuck are you on? But how would, how, what do you think solutions would be in general to getting each person to understand like that the, that the other person is not their fucking enemy. Cause I feel like there's a lot of layers to that as well, but like, how do we move forward? Because it, it is a concern. And this was actually mentioned in the live chat by somebody as well that I saw, but it is a big concern when we're seeing such deterioration of human relations to the point where people are just like 
swapping real interaction for everything being automated and virtual. And this also, I think, ties in with the larger AI agenda, like to the point where we're, there's not even going to be any fucking use for humans other than using us as batteries for energy harvesting. And, you know, we're going to have fucking robots doing everything like so we might be standing at the crossroads where we're the last line of people that can do something about this shit before every future generation is just beyond fucked. And, and I look at the way that the kids are right now and it's not fucking good. Like I, I, I know 10 year old kids that have told me that they are suicidal and yes, their parents are aware of that, but 10 years. And I was when I was 10 also, I'll be honest, but it's, it's really disturbing. And like I was growing up when the internet was first introduced, but right now they all have way more shit being, you know, barraged at them than, than even either of us did. Uh, so what do you think a solution would be to just even getting the social climate less agitated and less so inclined to just hairpin trigger first thing out of their mouth off rip is blame the other person with zero awareness of either self or like a bird's eye view just instant they're the problem and if they would just do x y and z we wouldn't have this and so it's like everybody is just this perpetual victim which and that that's going to lead us fucking nowhere <clears throat> so i it's tough it's really really tough i not this person to even ask um how we solve these 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 issues because frankly like if i'm being honest i have strained relationships with women in my life you know and i don't know how to fix it um partly because i i almost feel the strain comes from a oh man how do i say this an unfair place you know, it's kind of like what I think we need is for those of us who are interested in moving in a better way, we, we need to like band together and we need to not worry about fixing everybody else's junk, right? Like, because we can't, right? And it's kind of a, it's kind of like a, doesn't sound pessimistic, but I really... My only hope is in like people, you know, communities coalescing naturally um, rejected. Like lately, I've been very, very interested in Amish, maybe for obvious reasons. They said no hundreds of years ago. They're like, this shit ain't healthy, y'all. That's thing like they looked around and they saw that culture was going the way of like largesse and excess and status and you know it's all about bling 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 and looking fancy and flashy and the amish reject that altogether um now i'm not saying we have to all go full-blown amish but i almost think we could take their their example as sort of like yeah they were just ahead of us but like they chose over artificial intelligence you know a whole long time ago um i don't know is that kind of is that kind of jive like that's my solution like instead 
Yeah, I mean, it does make sense. And I do know communities for anybody listening who's just like, well, I'm not fucking Amish. You know what I mean? Um, I know communities that are not Amish at all. They're, they're agorist communities. And so everything is just based on like, like what we talked about earlier, like the voluntarism. Um, there's one not that far away from me, actually, like far enough to where like, it, you know, it's a few hours, but I know where they're at. And like, they've been going strong for a while. So I do think that, I mean, yeah, it, that is a hard thing of like, you can't fix or save or change the course of everyone. And that, that, and I think that there is a lot of truth to that. And I am with the whole, I guess you could say exit and build, meaning like build a parallel society, or maybe it's not even parallel. Maybe it's something completely fucking different. You know, I am, I am with that a hundred percent because I'll be honest, like, do you think I want to be working multiple fucking slave wage jobs and like dealing with, you know, this, that, and the third and cost of living is X three. And you know, it's nuts. Like, this is ridiculous. Like I said, before we went live, like, I think we should all be going in on some land, you know, growing our food, raising our meat and like fucking throwing parties in the woods and hanging out in the river and having a good time. Like what the fuck? Why are we not doing that? But, you know, I think we just kind of addressed why we're not doing that, right? Like, look at the system we were born into and the nonstop conditioning that we still have to work to decondition and all of these things that used to be common knowledge from our ancestors. We don't even fucking know. You know more of it than I do. I, I don't know shit. So, so there's that. So I, I do agree with that. But I will admit, I do have this part of me that won't completely fucking turn my back all the way i'm just like man there's got to be like something some way to break the spell on the masses and i don't know what it is it's like you can't just put dmt in the fucking municipal water like you're gonna make people go nuts but like i don't know i don't know why i have that but a, a lot of people don't and it, it maybe it'll go away once i exhaust myself from it but um Either way, I just don't want to see us separated and miserable and just wind up all being in these fucking smart cities and like attached to a digital ID and a fucking social credit score and a central bank digital currency. And, and, and it's just an end game because we're really close to that. So it's like if, if we can find a way to really band together in real life, like it's hard enough online because of censorship, like it's really fucking hard. But, uh, but in real life is, I think, where a lot of these conversations and, like, plans need to be carried out. But it's like, you know, there's only so many fucking festivals where people get together every year to do this kind of shit. Let's see this. Uh, somebody says, you will never break the spell on the masses as long as the governments are presenting something easier to them. Yeah. People are inherently lazy and want to be led. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, I hate to agree, but I do. I agree. Um, uh, thing is there's I'm like why like it, what? it sucks it sucks but they're really people there are those that lead and those that are led um and you can do is be right like and it's it's I, I i feel you like it's very easy to understand the sentiment that a lot of young have of why would i have kids when I can barely make in, there's very little hope that I'll ever own a home, blah, 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 blah. You know what, you know what that is? It's a bunch of goddamn excuses in my opinion, right? Like meeting John Willis desired me 
have no fucking patience for excuses like well as i do but what we need are leaders men and women that will kind of set the 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 wheels turning on this thing and you have places like sc and candom and you have you know like i don't i'm not even that big of a fan but like i think what tim uh tim pool what he's doing he's got like a compound they're growing food you know channeling his his uh podcast profits into not only like their living you know system but coffee shops in the community and like that's real like that's how we build something so it can't be done as long as barely making ends meet which is why we got to do some bold shit and make some real and like make make it inviting make it cool and you know ideally we convert some people along the way by just showing them like hey pull off that oculus headset for a minute like we're having a bonfire you know (laughs) we're cooking weenies over here bro like come crack a cold one and hang out like unplug for a minute Yes. Okay. So I like that. I, I, I fucking love this actually. And I, I think these kinds of conversations, like I, I'm so all about them because yeah, I, I want to collaborate with people to, to create these environments where we can unplug and be ourselves. And once, once you do that enough, I feel like all the answers, we already have them. I feel like, like a lot of this journey is more so about unlearning than it is learning like it's already fucking in our dna like a lot of this a lot of this knowledge we just have so much shit from the environment and been implanted in our heads that makes us forget that and they start that very young so i really like that and and again like like you said i don't agree with everything tim pool says or does but that is a really fucking good example um of what of what he's doing and how he's using that to like you know, build up the compound and the community, because I do think we're going to need that. Like, I, I think that, that this, this era of every man for themselves and just try to make as much money as you can and survive in these big cities. And if you want a partner, just download an app, like we're all like mail order brides or some shit. It's so, it's so beyond dead in the water. I'm just like, what the fuck, what are we all doing? And people are really suffering. I think from from chronic loneliness, which is what leads to so many uh, suicides, homicides, and overdoses, in my opinion. Um, and also, people are barely able to survive right now because it's everyone for themselves. And you know, we just kind of talked about the cost of living, especially in the cities. So, so I think that that would be necessary. Um, so, ha- like, I guess the answer would be just to continue, but on a larger scale, figure out how to like construct more of a community where this dialogue is being held and then probably provide a place in real life where people can actually show up and be together. So everything's not through a screen. Cause you know, you can only, you can only connect so much through a fucking device. So I've been, I've been daydreaming for a while about the easy peasy speakeasy. Oh, obviously (laughs) (laughs) wouldn't it wouldn't it yeah um, so i had a thought i hadn't really ever put it in these terms before but you know i've been kind of obsessed for a while with the idea of an enclave is that a word you know no so an enclave is it's a sort of political term for a region that is autonomous within a larger territory. So 
like the chief go-to example of an enclave is the Vatican. You know, the Vatican, not Italy, but it's surrounded by Italy. So do you think we could do that without getting like fucking Waco or Ruby Ridged? I think that is the spiritual goal, right? So what we do is we set up so we don't go so full bore as to say like, all oh, like we're done, you know, paying Caesar as much as we want to, you know, like we got to be smart. Like we don't go announcing ourselves as the free city of such and such or whatever. Just like, just do it. Like, I, I think the best way to do it is as big, um, as like a central kind of hub to build a community around, right? SOE, you know, SOE doesn't need to buy Camden, Tennessee. They just need to basically build their little space and their influence over their community over time will, will grow and grow. So they are kind of like, you know, SOE is a little enclave within this Camden, Tennessee region. Um, you know, any one of these agorist communities you're talking about, it's a temporary enclave. Loud, know that we are autonomous. And we're going to work towards being more autonomous by being more self-reliant, self-sufficient. Um, but so like in terms of our strategy, though, I think we develop the enclave and simultaneously we develop our outreach, right? Our mission work. That's the, that's the speakeasy in town. Your, your server, you know, the businesses that go cities that reach the normies will over time convert people. And, you know, you're part of our, our customer list. Like we're having customer appreciation day at the, out of the big pitch in, come on out. We're going to have a fire. And then like, that's build it. You know, it's all about, it's all about community and it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be anarchistic on it, but you know, at its core, that's what we're trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. So it's, it's, it sounds like a problem again is basic control and depopulation and solution would be parallel society, agorism and voluntarism and some creativity to make it all fucking happen. Well, and like giving people hope, right? Like that's what it's all about. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that people will get, get help once they see people like Trump, like actually doing the shit, you know what I mean? Which I know was the case for me as well. Cause I never saw people doing this kind of stuff until I even moved out here. Like in Oregon, there's, man, there's fucking nobody doing any of this shit. And if there is, I didn't know that. But I mean, I was born and raised out there. I never saw none of that, none of that. But I see it many, many places in the Southeast region. Um, so that I think gives people a lot of hope because you know, when they, when I showed up here and saw all these people doing that, I was like, I had no idea, like no idea that there were so many fucking people. So- well- the joke is always the joke is always that like permaculture is just what your grandparents knew that your parents forgot. Yeah. True is like there's still a lot of people out there just doing it. Like, you know, I, I today I went to work on a little homestead, you know, client of mine. They keep 30 chickens, they you know, have a garden. Um, all their neighbors keep gardens, everybody's got chickens. You know, some people have pigs and horses and 
and nobody calls it permaculture. It's just the way it's always been. Um, so like, it's easy for us when we live in the city to kind of think that like, there's nobody doing it, but there are a lot of people doing it and they don't even use all the fancy words like agorism, whatever, uh, permaculture, this and that, you know, they just trade a dozen eggs for, you know, a gallon of milk and they call it square. And that's, you know, they don't have to put all the philosophy behind it. In some ways it's like, I can almost laugh at myself because I, I had to go the way of like college education just to find out that the, the fucking magic is like, have, have a little, you know, garden, <laughs> you know, like it, it's really not that complicated. Um, but yeah, when it comes to like saving the world, I don't see any other real like winning strategy, you know, it's one backyard garden, one bonfire, one successful business at a time. And like, we need strong men and strong women to fill those roles. You know, I'm, I'm working, I'm on a bit of a rant here. I apologize, but I'm working for a guy who has a speed shop. Harley's makes Harley's go wicked fast and him and his wife like run the show together and it, it works. And it's cause there's like very different roles that need to be filled there. You know, putting out fires and fixing busted shit. And she's, you know, customers and like making sales, doing the advertising. And, you know, it, it it's like, I, I kind of crave that for myself, right? Like I'm, I'm sick of being my own, you know, I, I wear all the hats and I, you know, a little, a little, uh, balance would, would be nice. Um, the hard part's finding the right one and, you know, they're just there. There's not a lot that think like you and I, um, like women, you know, truth is I, I bet you, I bet you your podcast analytics aren't that much different than mine it skews towards men in general uh i guess i don't know maybe you you have a different appeal but you catch my joke um, like, like this, this whole, oh go ahead i, I, I was I, gonna I, say like this, this whole there is a lag there is a lag i'm gonna just say like this whole is fairly male dominated is all i'm kind of trying to say Oh, it is. It, it, right. I mean, it, it definitely is, uh, which is annoying, but that doesn't mean, well, it's, I mean, it's, it's kind of whatever. I just like to see, I like seeing women in this space. However, mm-hmm. um, what I have noticed is that there are, there, I will see a lot of women that will like, maybe let, let's say it's my backup account, like for, for the podcast. So not testimony, but the great silencing, I will absolutely, or even my writing one, Memento Mori Alchemy. That's brand new. Um, I absolutely am seeing a lot of women uh, like linking with me there, messaging, commenting, whatever. So they're for sure interested, but for whatever reason, um, which would could be interesting to kind of meditate on for whatever reason, and this might just be overall conditioning, there's a little bit more reluctance to say like, uh, like a female wanting to just go start up her own podcast versus like with dudes, I swear to God, it's like every fucking dude I know has a podcast. So, um, I'm not sure what that's about personally. It would be interesting to consider, but I know that they are out there. Uh, but I also know that this, the spell of society is just really fucking strong. Like, I think it's, it can just be, it can be difficult to find people like us just point blank in general, whether it's, 
Period. Whether it's male or female. And as far as my podcast analytics, um, I actually haven't looked at like gender, which I didn't even know I could. I, I just, it just shows me where people are from and like how many downloads each episode gets. I just got an email the other day. This is so fucking random that I'm like number 140 some, number 149 in Canada for news commentary podcasts on Apple. And I'm like- Rock on girl, get it. I was like, what the fuck? Like really? Cause my shit, like I was like, I just started my shit. I only have like, this is number 17, this episode. But I'm like, I didn't even know I was in the news commentary category Category, like right 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 i'm like that shit is fucking hilarious i was laughing my ass off and then i went and looked and i was like oh yeah i did change it 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 says like news commentary and spirituality i think i had like spirituality and like health or something but then i started getting flagged for misinformation so uh (laughs) but yeah i so i put somebody out there is listening i don't know you know i had no idea i was like that's so weird because i do not like I'm pretty selective about what news I report, you know what I mean? Like I'm yeah, not yeah, a yeah. media outlet at all. So I have no idea who is listening, but um, yeah, it's important. It's just important to have a lot of like, even like the festivals that you and I met at, you know, like we met at SRF, like I've been to other ones too. Like they have them all over the fucking world. And uh, I would like to see more of that happening because that is, in my experience, where a lot of the magic and the connections are made. Like, there's a fe- the first one I went to was a year ago. I still, still talk to the people I was there with, and we were only camping totally. for five days. Like, right, right. I met probably ten dudes at at uh, Childerberg that I still talk to now, and um, yeah, SRF, same story. It, it's cool. I, I, it's definitely, I want to go to fucking Childerberg. So oh, it's, it's so cool. Cool. Just wait though. Easy peasy fest. It's coming. I know. I know it's it, hopefully soon. That's it's, that's a dream of mine. Got to throw a big party. So yeah, we should, we should discuss that then like, at, like when we're not like on this episode, because that also was something that popped up in a meditation of mine recently as I was like, wait a minute, what the fuck? Like, I want to be doing this. And then I just wrote it all down or whatever. But yeah, I, I would, I really want to be designing places like that where people can just go and fucking heal and party and express themselves and learn what they need to learn and connect and do whatever. But it's like our society has stomped all that shit out. So we, I guess it's going to be on us to kind of bring it back. So I guess yeah. we'll just keep having the conversations. And I think it's probably really important to be doing as much in real life and also be documenting that. So the people that are kind of only existing behind the screen, which unfortunately is a lot of fucking people right now. Mm-hmm. So that way, that's how you kind of pull them out of that. Cause a lot of people, if, if they're not, if they're plugged into the machine, if, if you're not, they won't even know you. It, it, it fucking exists and it could be happening down the street. You know, kind of like what you just said of the people that you know don't even use words like agorism or permaculture or whatever. It's just the way that it is. And I'm like, that's wild as fuck. I don't even know anybody like that. You know, like I know people that live off the grid and are fully self-supporting, but they still use those terms and they came from the city. You know what I mean? Yeah, they weren't, yeah. they're not people that have always been doing that. So that's, that's interesting. And that's, that's good that you know those people. So I guess, yeah, I guess this just, again, is bringing us back to the concept of the need to exit and build something new because this 
this virtual reality, not even the computer, but just the society in general is, is, you know, by design, uh, poison by design, you know, castrates a human of their dignity and their natural instincts, whether you're male or female, I just use the word castration as like a metaphorical thing, but by design, it's, it's, it's built to fail. And, and like in this document, silent weapons for quiet wars, it literally says the whole motivation for even designing something like a computer was to calculate and accurately predict at what time in the future humanity would be at a point of capitulation. And I didn't even know what that word meant. So I had to look it up and it means total submission, like complete, like you're done. Like you are just a hundred percent catatonic doing whatever I say. That That's the whole point of it. I mean, it's fucking right here. So I suggest anybody check that out if they want to just, uh, you know, it's not going to be like a, don't read it like right before you go to bed. But, uh, you know, I think that that building something new, um, it, it's not an accident that that was the answer that we just came up with and not some like relationship hack that men need to do more of and women need to do less of or whatever the fuck, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, I don't even like that. That's the thing. I, I just have this real sense that so much more powerful, like together. I do. I, I, I went back and forth, right? Like, am I going to have get married, blah, 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 you know, programming, natural, you know, instinct competing in, in brain. paired up like on average like whatever it's not right for everybody but in, in construction we say one plus one equals three which is just a silly way of saying you get more out of two people working together you know you get you get more than the sum of their parts right and i think when it works like a male and female partnership is so strong you know when we have like a healthy relationship it's something that can achieve great great things right i i think about some of the sort of couples that i've that i've come and it is it's backbone of the family is is the backbone of of civilization and so I do think it's almost imperative that like, if we're as young people still having these like self crilling thoughts, right. Of like fear of commitment. This to, you know, make that, that, that jump or have those kids or just out of fear, like fear, man, you know, like they want us to be afraid, but if we, I'm getting a little high and mighty here. I just think as a man when i when i have been in like a supportive relationship how it just builds you up you can accomplish anything you can take on the whole fucking world and you know we need more of that shit yeah i do agree and i think that like our our generation needs to hear that message a lot fucking louder and even me, because I, I have a fear of commitment too. I didn't think I did. And then I like did some closer examination on myself. And I'm like, why do I always wind up in the, with, with those types of guys? Not always, but you know, but like lately. And I'm like, because, you know, the way law of attraction works is we attract what we are, not what we want. You know what I mean? So I'm like, why do I consistently attract a certain type of dude? And I'm like, am I like that? And then I looked at myself like, like 
you know, over the course of some time. And I was like, oh shit, I am. I am like that. Yeah. So, so that's something I have to work on too. Um, but I've also been in like, like typically I am somebody who is in a longer term committed relationship. And something that I learned, uh, there was the, so the first long-term committed relationship I had, um, was at a young age, but he was somebody that I was engaged to. Um, and obviously like, you know, things went a certain way. Like we were living a certain lifestyle. It's very dangerous. Um, it didn't end up working out and he died. And so like it, it, it is, you know, it's, he's not here anymore. Right. But when he died and this was like recently, um, when he died, it really showed me, I was like, Holy fuck. Like a lot of us, especially when we're younger, but a lot of us are really taking these relationships or these opportunities to build with each other, whether it's romantic or not, it doesn't have to be romantic. Mm -hmm. But a lot of us are really taking that shit for granted because with the amount of people I've had die just in the last year, but last couple of years is way longer. It's like, dude, I mean, we are not replaceable. Like we're really not. And sometimes it makes you kind of think like, I don't really feel like you just get this unlimited amount of attempts at this shit. So, cause we're taught to like, you know, not really value it or, you know, for what it is, or, you know, always put it to the side in favor of, you know, the paper chase usually, or the status chase, which we kind of talked about in the beginning. Um, but I, but I do agree with you. I'm like kind of circling back around to that. And when you are in those partnerships, be it, I mean, romantic a hundred percent, especially that's been my experience as well. 1000% like it should be iron sharpens iron steel on steel, like throwing gasoline on a bonfire type shit. That's a good relationship to me. And I've experienced that. So 100% like we are at, we are able to do a lot more when we have those like authentic, meaningful partnerships in our life. And I think that again, like that's another spell of society of like, you know, fuck everyone, put everyone else on the back burner, put your blinders on and just pursue your own, your own shit. You know, there's gotta be like a middle of the road. I gotta check myself in that area all the fucking time because time doesn't wait for anybody. You know what I mean? And, and people do come and yeah. go. It's so true. It's almost like we're conditioned not to take life as seriously as we fucking should, you know, mm -hmm. like, you know, it, maybe it was just, by nature of us growing up in sort of this weird like la la land attitude where i don't know like pre pre 9 11 or i don't i guess i don't know um i i just think about how like when i first started you know being involved with girls i i never once was like well hey maybe i sh should like marry this one no it's like it's like, no, I got all the time in the world, man. Like, I got to go to college. I got to do this. I got to do that. It's like, man, like, like you said, you don't, you don't always get a second shot. You don't know it, you know, like, yeah. You, even as like a 17, 18 year old, I just wish almost that we'd have the balls to like tell our kids and our teenagers, especially like, Hey, this is it, man. Like you get one life. You're going to blink and you're going to be, you know, an old man, old woman. The best thing you can do is like grab onto it and go like make the most out of life. It ain't going to wait for you. Um, I don't know. It's almost like I feel like uh, I, I wasted a decade in some ways just thinking too much about shit. 
now it's like, oh, hey, like life's actually kind of simple. Um, don't be such a pussy and like do it, like get after it, <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, I, I, I do relate to that. I really do. I, I'm like, what in the living fuck was I doing for so long? Um, yeah. And a bit, that's, that's a big reason why I got into the memento mori alchemy shit is because I'm like, well, what's done is done. And like literally what's dead is dead because I cannot resurrect all those people or all those situations or chances or whatever. I can't like I don't have that ability. But uh, what can I learn from that? And how can I be way more intentional with my time and my interactions and my decisions moving forward? And, you know, if you get that opportunity, like, like, I don't take that shit lightly, like, like, on any context or any level, when I when I do develop um, authentic, honest connections, I do not take that shit lightly at all. And like, I make that shit a priority now. And it's, it's cause I know how rare it is. It's, it's to where when we were growing up, it's just kind of like, you know, all this shit all at once. And you're like, Oh yeah, it's just always going to be this way. You never think about like endings or people dying or, you know, any of that stuff. Um, let me just check this real quick. There's two things. One says you are referencing accountability. Unfortunately, that is something that has been taken away from the young. Yeah, that's a big fucking problem. And I think that ties into that Peter Pan syndrome we were discussing that I honestly feel like applies to both men and women. But um, yeah, not having any personal accountability. Ultimately, the person that suffers the most is that individual that doesn't have it, in my opinion. But the people around that person are going to suffer a lot too. So it doesn't help anybody. Um, and then victim, victim mentality, right? Yeah. Well, that or just being like a total, like delusional juvenile fucking narcissist at the age of fucking 40 plus, you know, because I, yeah. I meet dudes like that who are in their mid 40s and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, how are you still functioning and alive like and behaving like this? But that dead ass, <laughs> I, I'm not kidding. It's, it's so fucking frustrating. <laughs> uh, but at this point, it's like, what do you do? You know, I'm not going to, you know, just move on. Um, and he says, how can a woman, how can a women compete in air quotes with each other for that alpha male? Um, I don't know. Me as a woman, I do not compete for men because I feel like that is degrading. Like I, I just, I will, I will not do that. I don't even hit on guys that I like. Um, so I will, I, you're never going to see me competing for a dude. Um, but that's just, that's just my attitude. I don't know if we want to talk about like how women are doing that shit in general. Um, well, there is like a fascinating, I don't, I don't fucking there's, know. there's kind of fascinating, like phenomenon that I don't know if this is what they're trying to bring up or not, but like the Andrew Tate phenomenon, the, I don't know, the, the, it, the alpha ape does attract women, but only a certain like type or caliber of women to that superficial. It's like, like I think that's actually beta um, behavior. The real flashy, boisterous, obnoxious, you know, ego how alphas actually behave in nature that's like the number two who's trying to vie for position alphas are usually calm quiet like i'm not fucking around in the wolf uh, 
I think it's it's very similar, like wolves and chimpanzees. It's usually the leader is not the meanest, even strongest, uh, the wisest and the most respectful. Right? Is the of the you know, top chimp? You know, top chimp is not the one that beats. It's the one that grooms all the other. An act of reciprocity in a way of saying like like i value you member of of my group like that's what an alpha actually does a lot of people don't realize that misconception big dick energy energy whatever it's like i don't know man. it's it's not how it works yeah, I mean, he could have been talking about that. I'm not, I'm not sure, but yeah, that whole attitude of, um, I do agree with you that that is only going to, I guess it, it depends on what kind of woman you want to attract. Because uh, yeah, that type of energy, like I'm, I'm completely repulsed by it. Like I think it's fucking disgusting, and I, I don't even think it's manly. I'm just like you're obsessed with toys and showing them off. Like you sound like a toddler. That like that's usually how two year olds act. So to me, it's gross. Like, in an argument, you're just like, oh, yeah, well, I have 12 furries. Okay, like, make a real point. Yeah, yeah. So so I guess it does. It would depend on, I think that's something that that I think men and women should probably take a a look at is it's like, Sometimes we get conditioned to just be like, oh, you just need a partner, but like, it doesn't matter who they are. Like, just not even saying that's what the person in the comments was saying, because I don't think that's what he was saying. But I think that people get conditioned of, oh, just, just have a partner to have one more thing checked off your list of what makes you, you know, have all the things in society or whatever. But right. we aren't thinking of, well, what kind of, because for me, I'd rather have zero people in that spot than the wrong person in that spot. And that's because I've spent so many years with the wrong person in that spot and it's fucking hell. So, so yeah, I, I think that there is the type of, it's the same type of girl that would be attracted to that kind of bullshit is the same type of dude that is going to rush a girl because she posts like thirst traps on fucking Instagram or, you know, whatever is like always has her ass and tits out. Like it's the same type of people. It's usually people that are just attracted to, for lack of a better phrasing, shiny objects. So, cause for me, like. If I think of an alpha male, like like at least what I would look at as alpha, which is which comes with respect, I, I don't even really feel like those types of dudes, and they are rare, but the ones that I can think of, they're not drawn to women like that. And they also have standards. Like they're not the type of guys to just be like, yeah, I want like 30 fucking broads that online that I just run through every week. Like that's usually not what I see. Uh, but then now we're going down the rabbit hole, I guess, of like, you know, define alpha. Cause a lot of people have, are, are, have very differing opinions on what that looks like. Shit. You are frozen. Are you able to hear me? Oh shit. Oh no. Okay. You guys, that his connection has been really bad. Like this whole live and he is completely frozen right now. So I am going to end the live if he doesn't come back. Wait. Hey, hey. 
Are you back? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, you just completely fucking froze, like 100%. Shit. Hello. Okay, I can hear you. I can see you now too. It's been a little bit. <laughs> Were you able to hear and see me that whole time? No, it went it went dark. What? My Wi-Fi. My my Wi-Fi just went spazzy. I don't know. It's it's been struggling the whole the whole time. <laughs> Maybe I should make sure the bill's paid. I don't know. <laughs> yeah yeah those things help for sure um you know i don't know i mean i feel like they would just cut you off if you didn't pay it they wouldn't be like let's just fuck with him when he goes live on youtube <laughs> like, right 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 so um so yeah I, I don't i have zero idea what you were able to to hear out of what i said um or if you, if you were even able to hear it i missed i'm sure i missed a portion of it but yeah i think i think we were just kind of coming to similar um places of there are a lot of people who disagree on what alpha even is, mm -hmm. but I would imagine that that people who are that energy of competition just feels incredibly toxic to me. Yeah. Like I, I think creativeness and collaboration is sort of more of along the lines of what feels good to me. But when we're in a competitive energy, I, I'm like, I'd question if there's even any, any like legitimate alphas in there. Cause it just seems so like petty and degrading, you know, it just feels very disconnected to, to feel like you need to like on one level. Yes. Like your skills, depending on what you're doing, need to be up to, up to a certain par, but the energy of being in that competitive mindset is different than like being somebody who can I guess stand out from a crowd or like excels in whatever they do. If that's making any fucking sense at all. No, it makes perfect sense. It's cooperation versus competitiveness. Um, yeah. I talk about it all the time, but in terms of ecology, there's really only three different kinds of natural relationships, parasitic, predatory, and mutualistic. And if you're not mutualistic, you're either a parasite or a predator. I'm just saying like, so what we need to strive for are mutualistic, you know, mutually beneficial relationships, right? You win. And so do I like win, win, everybody wins, not I'm taking from you or, you know, and this goes for romantic relationships or just personal ones. Um, when it becomes lopsided, when it becomes predatory or parasitic in some way, uh, nobody wins it's kind of like one person benefits at the other one's uh detriment but if it's not mutualism it's not worth fucking with which is why like i said earlier like i'm not one to ask as far as like how to fix a, a struggling relationship because i'm at a loss for that shit y'all like i've kind of i've kind of had to really like work through my own thought processes to, to figure out exactly what's going on. And the best way I can explain it is that I was banished by a family member. And as a result, there's now like a retaliatory shunning in effect. And I don't know how to fix that, but I've chosen to basically shut my mouth as opposed to trying to, you know, convince anybody that, they were wrong because what's the point of trying to convince someone they were wrong um it never gets you anywhere you know like but i don't know i hope that's not off topic it's just 
to me, it's like we can try to fix every broken relationship or we can seek out and enjoy the ones that are mutualistic at, you know, from their inception and that stay that way. You know, I, does that make sense? It does. I think that's, that's extremely interesting that that category of mutualistic parasitic or predatory just because in, in observing a lot of the relationships in my own life, because I'm aware that any kind of relationship I have with others is usually some sort of reflection of the one that I have with myself. Mm-hmm. So I have to like really, really be mindful of both of those things. Uh, Cause I'm just not interested in toxic bullshit, but I'm, I know what mutualistic dynamics look like for sure. And they're fucking incredible. Um, they're not the norm though. And so I'm, I'm also very experienced with like parasitic versus predatory and like the fucking nightmare that shit is. Um, so yeah, I don't think it's that off topic. I think that's interesting that, that you have those um, three categories, but yeah, I guess what you were saying in regards to your family situation or whoever that is with is, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think that can be the defining factor of whether or not a relationship is salvageable or even like a person or, or whatever a cause is when shit hits the fan, are they, are you talking to a brick wall endlessly or is, is communication both ways even possible? You know what I mean? Because if it's not, you're right. Like we, we absolutely cannot control other people and we'll never be able to. Um, sometimes people can be positively or negatively influenced and they can come to their own conclusions. But yeah, if it's a situation where they're just like hell bent on digging in their heels and having it only be a certain way, then, then no, you're, you'd have to, you know, kind of carry on to save your sanity. And then hi, Marsha, I just saw you in the chat. Um, sorry. So that's, that's what I would, that would be my response to that. Yeah, well, the only reason I brought it up again, I I've been like doing research and 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 learning about the Amish, and not that they're like the perfect example, but they're a very interesting example in that they're very very close to a full blown voluntarist society. Um, you know, everyone is there by choice. You have the freedom to leave as you wish, or you know, never come back if you don't want to be a part of the community. Um, the only enforcement that they have, you know, there's no police, there's no jail, there's no, no form of any kind of corporal punishment, you know, no, no putting people in the stocks or, you know, whatever. There's no, no form of punishment other than sort of social, um, what you might call, I don't know, social pressures, and there's kind of like three formal ways that they use social pressure to maintain a coherent society. And that's public shaming, <laughs> uh, banishment, or excommunication. And there's like slight variations. You might say banishment, excommunication, what's the difference? Um, you know, excommunication is that form of like shunning where, you know, you're not you're not expressly banished never to come back or else it's more like we just won't talk we just won't talk they're very formal about it where it's like it's very ritualistic in in the fact that they can't even like accept anything from your hand you can't sit and have a meal together 
And what I realized is that all of these um, codified norms within the Amish culture directly mirror what is going on in my family personally. Um, we just is almost like instinctually how it all plays out. I hope this is making sense. Again, I'm like verging on way too personal here, but fuck it. Because um, this is like, I think a ton of families are going through this, right? Because of the vaccine. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah, they were like, oh. <laughs> well, you already said it, so we'll see. Uh, I, yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Tess. Damn, I'm not used to this crap. Um, but because of because of that thing, uh, people people were banished, right? People were banished, and now there's like this reactionary, like you know, for equal for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. You banish people, you know, they might just not really want to talk to you for a while afterwards, right? That's kind of natural. Um, but in the Amish community, what, what gives me hope and what their sort of norm is, their sort of way, is that if if whoever was excommunicated, shunned, whatever, if they come back with humility and basically atone, they're welcomed right back into the community as if nothing ever happened. This is what I read. You know, I've never gone through the process, so I don't know, but... It's it's an interesting way of, like I said, um, it's like enforcement without any any means of you know, like punishment. Really, it's just social pressure, right? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I mean, I think to a degree that that shit is appropriate because there should be con. There's always consequences, whether whether we deem them negative or positive, from like any action or inaction because a lot of the times I will judge somebody a lot more harshly by what they don't do than by what they're doing a lot of, that seems to be the case in a lot of situations yeah. it's like lack of action I'm just like are you fucking kidding me so you know I, I do think that that is that that has a huge effect on on what is I guess socially acceptable and then therefore promoted and encouraged and multiplied in reinforced human behavior is how it's received typically that's how it goes so like yeah i don't think it needs to be in most cases as serious as like letting the government execute you because you know you might have even been wrongly convicted like think about how many people are that's nuts that's fucking crazy uh so if it could be more of a thing of like you know in order for something like that to work though you you would have to have a community and members of said community that value the community they come from and connection, which it, again is why I think the best weapon is divided, conquer, and division. Because if you break connection and people's conscious awareness that connection is literally the key to life and a fulfilled life and survival, if you break that, like you, you have what you, we see walking around on the fucking streets right now. You know what I mean? You just you you have total fucking chaos. Uh, but if, if you don't, though, I mean, yeah, behavior can be corrected literally by something that subtle. It doesn't have to be like so fucking extreme, you know what I mean, in order to get somebody's attention. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's another thing that I would think is uh, was taken from people uh, by various means of conditioning and and brainwashing that I would like to see return. 
I think we'd see a lot less rates of like addiction and just overall happiness come back, which, you know, harder to make money off of people if that's the case, which is why it is what it is. But um, connection really is, I think, what most of us, even if we don't want to admit it or if we don't consciously believe it, I do think that real connection is what everybody is searching for and what ultimately drives everyone's behavior. So I think that does make sense. You know, I think um, like the only way to achieve that level of a community, that level of sort of what we might call like a stable culture, right? I think that's the goal. We're looking to create a stable culture, a sustainable culture, whatever you want to call it, uh, because the one we got right now clearly is not stable. And I think it's important to kind of take lessons from things that have worked for thousands of years, you know, sort of the truisms of people, which is why I look to like the Amish as an example, their, their way of life. I don't want to live that way per se, but when it comes to sort of organizing a potential like community of sorts in the future, you do have to have a very strong set of shared values, right? It doesn't have to necessarily be religious, but you have to have very clearly defined, strong values that animate the community, right? This is why we exist. This is what we're all about. Um, and without that shared value system, there's nothing nothing to stop you from tearing each other apart, right? Like the common code. And the, there's a word for it uh, that the Amish use Again, I'm just kind of fascinated. I think they're interesting people, but they call it, they call it the Ordnung, O-R-D-N-U-N-G, Ordnung, Ordnung. But what it basically means is it's the it's the rules. It, it, they, there's not really a clear like translation of this word, but it's it's something to the effect of like the common code or the common law or you know, what have you, but it's a verbal traditional sort of, you know, it's, it's all the little sayings that your grandparents used to tell you on how to be a good person. That's all it is. And the whole thing with the ordnung is it's not fixed. It's not written down. It changes, but very, very slowly and at the discretion of the elders. Okay. So the, the living tradition of the Ordnung is what guides behavior within the community. And while it can change, it very seldom does, if you catch my drift, right? And the only people that can change it are the old people who feasibly know best. And I think that's cool because as an anarchist, I'm thinking, you know, no rulers. There are rules, but there's no ruler. You know, it's very... It's decentralized. The ordnung is specific to every sect, but very, very similar to the rest of the Amish people, right? It's almost like the rules themselves carry a tradition and have like an ancestral component. It's not, it's not the exact same as the family three counties over, but it's pretty darn close because you guys maybe have a shared ancestor three generations ago or what have you. You know, again, I'm kind of on a ramble here, but the idea that 
<clears throat> a common value set that animates this community into being and we got to know what that is we got to know what the what the values are what the expectations are it needs to be very like i hate to use the word strict but it's kind of like you know hey at, at the very least we need a common code in this community that we don't fuck each other's spouses right if you fuck someone's spouse you're excommunicated right like shit like that yeah i mean i think I, I when did we talk about that we actually discussed that at the june srf about like you know intentional communities and everybody having kind of a shared not all needing to think the same damn thoughts, but at least being ideologically aligned on, you know, what, what the deal breakers are. And I think that, that can, that's going to get a hundred percent lost when we're headed toward globalism, which I feel like we're already kind of there. I feel like national sovereignty is just kind of an illusion that will likely be smashed like pretty fucking soon. But um, when you get to having so many people under like one underarching authority and voice, it's just not, it's not realistic that everybody's going to be on board with the same shit. It doesn't even make any fucking sense. Like people that live in different parts of the area have different needs. So I don't know. I guess, I guess we, uh, I guess that could be a topic for another episode in regards to like establishing, you know, the next step, which would be establishing uh, parallel societies, new, new communities. What does that look like? Cause a lot of people ask me about that and they're like, when and where, and I'm just like, you know, fuck if I know, like I, I got myself out of my hometown that was like a black hole death pit, but like for me, at least so other people like it there. It's not like that for everyone, but for me it was. So I got myself the fuck out of there and, you know, showed up out here and the rest I'm still trying to figure out, like I don't have it figured out yet. So, so I guess we can um, continue on with that for sure. I think that'd be a cool, a cool topic for another night. Yeah. Sort of what would the ordnung of our community be. Yeah. Gonna, I think that would, gonna, that, would, yeah. that would be dope for sure. So, so let's fucking do that. Um, I definitely like the conclusions that we kind of came to around this. So thank you for, for like joining me and discussing this because it's, it's just a topic that I see people up in arms about every single fucking day. So yeah. moral of the story is it's a psyop and divide and conquer is being used to control you. Men are not the problem. Women are not the problem. However, we all have problems that we need to address in ourselves so we can work together, but stop blaming each other. Okay. That is so. well, well said, well said. And, uh, uh and I'll just, thing? I'll add, um, I was going to say, you still got to come on the WTF forum. That's the latest the latest and greatest. Um, it seems like we're on kind of an every other week schedule. So this actually would be the time slot. We did one last week. We did one two weeks before that. So I think we'll do one next week. Uh, and it's good fun for those of you listening on, on uh, the great silencing, you know, basically check out easy peasy podcast. The idea with this WTF forum is, um, it's not just mine. It's kind of whoever's. So we've got like six or seven or eight different podcasters that have been a part of that. And um, a few of us are sharing, uh, sharing the, the forum on our feeds. Um, but sort of like the Amish, I like the idea of if the forum grows too large, it will split in two and become two separate forums. Um, 
you know, it's kind of like we can only have so many loud mouths in one in one stream. So um, point being, like they want to centralize control. We want to decentralize it. We want everybody to share the power across the board. Um, yeah, no, no one person knows it all here. So, yeah. Like you said, you summarized it well. We've all got our own issues, but none of us are to blame. Yep, I think I think we're headed down a fucking a nice path with this shit. So we will continue. Thank you to everybody who tuned in. And uh, hey, to anybody who is listening or watching the replay, sorry if there were any audio or video glitches earlier. Um, luckily, when you came back, it was fine though. So, so we'll check the audio in the video after this. So, okay, everybody, good night. We are ending the broadcast and we will talk to you guys soon. And yeah, check out the WTF forum. I would totally love to be part of it next week too. Mm -hmm. So, okay, sweet. I will talk to you in a second. We'll just end this right here. Peace out, y'all.